I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. They say he a bastard for real. Then they see the ass on his girl. So they're wondering, why is he so mad at the world? I take it out on tracks. I R.I.P. it. So even to the producer, it's hard to ID it. Bar's tremendous. It's in your best interest. I insist your men just do your best. Bush rendish. Endless. Move more than two inches. My blood will boil like I got a big skin cyst. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy with Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the house. Yes, um, we are in the house. End of the week. Yes, yes, y'all. Mm-hmm. Partying right now. Mm-hmm. About to be up out of here. But uh, we we got a very special guest on today. Yes, um, we do. And I really mean it. Um, somebody that so familiar with the show, I thought he had been on the show. That's how... <laughs> That, that, like, it was a complete oversight, but if you have premium. Yes. Then you already know the voice that you just heard. It's my man Sterling, aka the wound god, aka, uh, he's been on, uh, he's been on medium talk. Mm-hmm. He's been on the nerd off, uh, a few times. He's done movie reviews. He just did a movie review with mm-hmm. us, uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, ne- first time. On the official The Blackout Tips podcast. Yeah, Tippy Award winner. Tippy mm-hmm. Award winner. First time on the podcast. So this also puts him in running for best uh new, new guest. guest. Mm-hmm. For 2014, I don't know how he does it. It's my man Sterling. What's up, dog? What's good? You also did forget, though, the uh, official New York Giants fan of the show. Just like yes, there. that is true. That is true, man. Though we suck this year. Still got to bring it up. Yeah, I, I was trying to save you the embarrassment, but if you want to claim that, you know, I'm not going to stop you. Till I die, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First of all, it's good to have you on, dog. Um, and Sterling has his own podcast called Gaming and Then Some. Um, and, you know, they, they, they say it's about games, but I say Mm-mm. come for the game news, stay for the ratchet, uh, stay for him and Keita, uh, Quita arguing. Um, you know, uh, it's, it, it, it's a fun, like, it reminds me of, um, when, when, uh, I would be playing, uh, Borderlands and Sterling would be on and I would hop in with his crew and it would just be, it's like the same comments that, uh, they were having in. Oh, wait. Oh, we got an echo. Hold on. Got it. Oh, you got it? All right. Um, hold on. Where's it coming from? You hear it still? Yeah. yeah. Hold on. One, two, one, two. I hear it a little bit. Hold on. One, two, one, two. It's gone. All right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it reminds me of playing Xbox with them. Like yeah, <laughs> dog. it's the same conversation except with a little bit of information thrown in. Uh, so fun, man. How'd you get the idea for the gaming and then some podcast? Um, I think it started, I want to say maybe like, uh, two years ago or so. Like I was just, I've always been in a game. Like I worked in the game industry for a long time. And um, just always, like, stayed abreast on the news. So doing the show is really just, like, doing what I already do, but just, you know, recording it. And um, my brother, he went into the Air Force, like, I would say maybe eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, finally, from, like, all his training and shit, and then he went to um Korea, like, I just really wanted to uh, find a way that we could actually still, like, chill and keep in touch with each other. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when you grow older, it's harder to link up with people and shit like that. So I started, you know, throwing an idea. I want to do a show, but I'm not sure if he can do it so or so. And then um, I ended up actually hopping on a podcast before that um, called Gamers United. And then I ended up, like, taking control of the show. And then a whole bunch of drama happened with the person mm-hmm. that used to own the show. So I just 
like scrapped that whole shit and was like, I'm just gonna do what I wanted to do, which is called Game of the Den Summer, where we just talk like we wanna talk. And we've been going strong with this for like about a year or so, like just talking about games, tech, and general nerd shit. Yeah, it's funny because I remember uh, when you had um, Gamers United and we would talk a little bit behind the scenes and you were kind of getting your feet wet with the podcast and thing and realizing like how much at work it was and how right. it, how it could kind of mm-hmm. be thankless at times and stuff. Yes, so, it can. You know, it was like, man, you, you know, uh, I love talking to people that I don't have to talk to twice you know what i'm saying i don't mean that in a negative way but like you talk to somebody about a problem and they like oh okay that's a good solution all right thanks i just want to pick your brain and then bam it's done you know as opposed to the people you know it's like when you have a friend it's like my girl keep doing this that and the other and then next you like yeah man you should probably like break up with her talk to her about it and then next week they tell you the same shit you just like oh you didn't listen to anything right i don't like to waste (laughs) words right yeah, dog. That that's pretty much what it was like. I remember you basically saved everything for me because I remember like having a conversation with you. You were like, "Yo, listen, um, I know you don't know these niggas like that. Make sure you're secure in anything you're doing with your content." And doing that right there saved me so much work because if it wasn't for me making sure when I took control, it was all under my name, I would have lost all the like the good energy that I had doing that old show and going into the new one. Mm, yeah. It does. It'll it'll suck you up. You know what I yeah. mean. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what about uh, like? Because y'all have more than one podcast over there. I know it's separate fees, but like, what about Slacker Pod? How did that? You know, like, how does that relate to your show? Um, it don't really. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there probably will be a day when like I have to make it a business, actual business, business, and put my name with that somewhere. Mm. But um right around the time i started doing gamers united my wife quita she wanted to do um a podcast with her cousin monique and i think the original one was called like procrastination nation or some shit like that mm-hmm. and um they let that one fall by the wayside because you know like people got shit to do or whatever so then they started doing slack society and when charles left I, there was no way i was doing a show by myself like i just can't hear a nigga talk by itself for like an hour hour and a half right about stuff it don't it don't feel interesting so I hit up Monique because Monique's been a gamer her whole life and shit, but she doesn't really play the same games that, you know, you and me would play. So it'd be cool to have a black woman on here talking about games because normally, you know, black women can't be nerd shit like that. Right. And then I just brought Quita over and now it just kind of feels like our uh, show's kind of fused together, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, um, also, um, it was interesting that you, uh, you know, that you brought up like the whole angle of like black women can't be gamers and stuff because, I mean, uh, Quita and, and Neek, I mean, it's, they like that's majority, mm-hmm. that's two of the people <laughs> like it's not right it's not like it's a, a minority on the show i mean and and they they go in yeah yeah it's funny because quita like she you know i I'm, when you have siblings like you have to game so, uh like sooner or later basically mm-hmm. but until me the last thing she touched was like a like i think like a need for speed game on um gamecube and then when we got together i think that was like around maybe 2000 like seven ish Mm-hmm. I want to say or like late 2006 or something like that. And um Halo 3 just dropped. And this is a brand new relationship. And I was like, listen, um Master Chief has more of my time right now than you do. <laughs> so if you want to keep this going, you need to get your ass an Xbox 360 because I'm not stopping playing this shit. And she sure enough bought an Xbox 360 and it's been nothing but smooth sailing ever since. That's, that's so cool, man. A family that games together stays together. You know how it that works, goes. Except, you know, you got to buy two systems and shit. 
Yeah, but. yeah, you got y'all got the same problems that me and <laughs> Roderick have. Because uh, for me, when it came to your podcast, I listened. But when the E3 happened, mm-hmm. that's when I started listening consistently. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I ain't gonna lie. I know you don't work, but I thank God you don't work. Because <laughs> you cover shit that my black ass didn't know nothing about. Because when you have a job... E3 and all that shit be happening when your ass at work. Yep. It was the worst. Yeah, I remember using, like, I would have to go to work and I'd just be like, I got to call out, you know. I, I can't do this. Like, Sony press conference at 11 a.m. I need to see this shit. Right. Like, yeah, it's the worst. Like, I'm so happy because that's kind of the reason I, I made the show because I wanted people like you that wanted to stay abreast on uh, technology and games and stuff, right. but don't have the time to hear it all, can mm-hmm. just come here and get the shit. Like, it makes so much more sense than people just going into GameStop being ill-informed and going to a dude that really doesn't even play games, they just hired him for a holiday hire, and you get some shit you don't even want. Right, and uh, the thing about it for people that are considering listening, I say you do uh, for the simple fact that uh, Quita is kind of my voice because when Sterling talks to her a lot of times, he talks to her like she completely gets and understands all the gigabytes and all that shit. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, Quita, what is he talking about? Because I'm just as lost as you are right now. So it's like she's kind of the voice of the person that's like confused at the language that you're using. Because it's it's actually a particular language. And it's one of those things where you're very smart and you're very intelligent. And you have actually taught me and actually got me interested into branching out into other games. Now, there's some games I won't do. I don't do them first-person shooter games. I don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will play other games, and it's just one of those things where you will be informed on video gaming and also computers, but you also get ratchetness also. Yeah, we don't try to do the whole proper white podcast. Like, I can't. Like, I got to be myself. And... It might just mean we have to go out onto a tangent about selling cocaine for 30 minutes. Like, we got to do it. It's what we got to do. It's our show. Now, you also are a recovering Joe Budden fan. Um, yes. Yes, I am. Oh. Is he still on Love and Hip Hop New York, or is he off? No, and I'm so pissed. Because mm. I don't like the nigga now, and I need him there because he is so fucking crazy. That, <laughs> like, he, like I'm pretty sure he's like a serial murderer. We just don't know yet. The way he talks to women and shit. <laughs> he but he, I ain't seen him at least this season. I'm disappointed in him. Yeah, man. I, I saw I, like, I, I saw the preview for the first episode. I normally skip New York because it'd be a little bit boring. Boring. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The women have big booties, but you like, the booty does not cover for the boringness. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah the just, only person I like seeing on there is Peter Guns because he's such a dirtbag. He is a dirtbag, though. Yeah. He be trying. He be, like, he be trying to carry it, but yeah, sometimes it'd be a little boring for me. But, um, you know, I noticed that uh, Joe wasn't on that preview and I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. Damn. I got real disappointed when I saw that intro. I was like, shit, man. Hey, you can't talk calmly to people no more. Like, come on, you know. And with, with Love and Hip Hop, you can't tell if that means they doing better, so they too good for the show, or they <laughs> doing, doing worse. worse. Right. Like, it could I'm be pretty sure family, he's doing worse. He's probably doing worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, after they kicked Berg off of that uh, domestic violence, they would have looked dumb having um, having Joe back. Right, even though oh, he Berg was doing that shit way before Berg was. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he ain't coming back on Hollywood? No, no, so. they wrote it during the um during the reunion. They put a message up there like, you know, we don't tolerate domestic violence. I'm like, mm, since when? Right. But, uh, they said they don't apo- uh, don't appreciate it, so they letting it go. They let yeah, it go. I think Joe might have got too sensitive over all them jeans vest comments last year. Yeah, do it again. And that that etch sketch beard. 
Dog, that fucking NBA two click. Ah. Like my player beard one. Like it's like, like put that shit on every day with a strap. <laughs> no doubt, man. And how I know you had surgery not too long ago, man. We had talked about it on the show, man. How's everything going with uh, your recovery and stuff? Um, it's kind of stagnant at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I had the surgery back in I want to say July, and I need another one now. I'm probably gonna try to get it like in um January or February, but there comes a point where it just either takes a really long time for stuff to heal. Mm. And at that point, if I'm too stressed out or anything like that, more wounds will come. So I basically got to go back and take a whole bunch more skin off. And hopefully that time they'll do what I want them to do. So I don't have to keep going back to have surgeries like every six months or so. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, um, and I know you went through a stressful time, man. You talked about it on the show and uh, mm-hmm. you were uh, talking about it on social media, man. How's everything going with like the job stuff and all that? Cause I, for a while, we thought you was gonna catch a body, man. Right? It, it felt like it. Like, <laughs> um, it, we, it, it's odd, yo. Like, um, with the job, with the job front, it's, um, like off and on. Like, my wife ended up actually hurting herself, like, earlier this week, so she had to leave the job she was at. Mm-hmm. But, um, we still have money coming in, so that's not really too much of an issue, but it's still, like, trying to find, you know, something that's, um, a decent paying job and everything like that. But, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like, it was pretty much, after everything happened in, um, I think, what was it, like, July or so? Mm-hmm. Like, I really just tried to focus myself on, like, what do I want? What does my wife want? And we just, you know, basically saved up everything we had, got our own place, and um, just been working at that ever since. Yeah. And, I mean, just trying to make this new place a home and everything like that. So I can't complain too much. Like, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, well, it's dope, man. I'm glad y'all were able to land on y'all feet, man. Because mm-hmm. uh, everybody was straight up, like, you, like, you know, Sterling, don't kill him. I mean, I understand, <laughs> but, but don't you know? Don't don't really set it on fire. Yeah, you know, you know. There was only one time when it almost happened, and it's when I went to my wife's old job that she got fired from, mm. and I knew her boss, so I had to go because nigga, we got car payments. Right. So I just want to know, like, what can we do to move this forward? Also, can I just know why my wife got fired? I forgot at that moment I'm black. You know? <laughs> And mind you, I'm only like six one. This dude, her boss is like six seven. I saw him. I said his name because I know the dude. I saw him just run around a corner and never come back. And they were like, "Oh no, well we don't want you to hurt anybody." Like I'm not going to hurt anybody. At least I don't think I am. Like I just want to. I just want to talk to him a little bit. Like yeah, man, it was stressful. Yeah, man. I, yeah, yeah I, I don't blame you, man. Because just as somebody that's been laid off, I know that. If I could confront the motherfuckers, like if I just saw them in the store or something. Dog, if it, I saw him outside of his, mm, no, <laughs> I would have threw that nigga through a windshield. Cause like there was so much shit. Cause my wife hated the job she was doing, but she had to do it to make money. Right. And then she got a new boss that was abusive, like abuse to the point they had to fire the boss. Mm. And then they were complaining about her sales, but it's like, yeah, she's depressed because her boss is getting in her ass. So then the one month she finally doesn't hit her sales quota. Because I have to have my surgery. They let her go. Like, nah. Like, it, it, when she called me, she's called me crying. I'm like, yeah, you just made my wife cry, and that ain't floating well with me. So, right. I like, you can't. Like, as a husband, it just hits a switch. Like, no. Like, I got to choke you right now. Don't. Mm. No, it's my wife. Yeah, and one thing I do have to applaud you about, which uh, a lot of people take for granted, is when 
you were going through these things, you were tweeting and you were tweeting from the heart, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, like your real emotions and let people know this is what's going on, y'all. This is how I really am feeling. And you will be amazed at uh, no matter how ratchet people actually are, people actually do care. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those things where people, you know, dudes actually stepped up and was like, yeah, man, I understand. I've been through that, too, because it's one of those things where sometimes when you go through things and social media at times can seem like a very cruel place, mm-hmm. but you control and you can dictate uh, who you interact with. And that's the thing about social media. I deal with ratchet people, but I know their ratchetness only goes but so far, but and they yeah. are human beings and they do care. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see because it's pretty much um the Black Eyed Tips Nation that really held me down during that period. Like everybody just came in like, nah, you one of us, nigga. We're going to make sure you're OK. And it was something I really didn't expect. You know, what I mean, it was just um because I started my Twitter back in 2009 as basically like an online diary because it was right when I first got diagnosed with my disease. So I was like, I'm just going to go back to just saying how I really feel because I'm scared of shit right now. Like, mm. and it's funny just to see like it was shocking to me to see how that happened. It was so cathartic because I got to let all my emotions out, which I normally don't do, which is definitely something I should do more of because that's pretty much why I have the disease now. But it was so fulfilling just to be able to get that all out there. And people will be like, nah, it's okay. Like you're doing the right thing. We'll help you. So-and-so. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's dope, man. And like, I mean, it's definitely how we started to show uh, premium stuff is because so many people stepped up and held us down, man. And you just never know uh, Mm -hmm. when you put out there like, what's really going on like i know people always try to like paint the internet as like an evil place that uh just destroys people and make white people lose their jobs for saying racist stuff but you know a lot of good shit can come out of this man it can i've actually met real true life friends like real friends Mm -hmm. as a grown adult which is very very rare in the real world that you meet somebody like in your 30s and 40s that you like you know what you are a cool person. Let's be friends. Most of the time, you like, look, if I don't know your ass by now, I ain't trying to get to know you. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> right. That's really it. Like, if it wasn't for Twitter and your show, like, I really wouldn't, like, I don't think it came out of my nerve. Like me, that aren't, like, you know, wearing pocket protectors. They're just niggas that like video games. Like, it, it was so <laughs> awesome to see that. Yeah. Hey, but now, um, are you, speaking of nerd shit, we got to talk about it a little bit. Are you um kind of excited for this Lord of the Rings uh three? The Hobbit? Nigga, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I hate that fucking movie series. Like, <laughs> I think it's just because like, you, have you seen the last two? Yes. Okay. I so, at the end, this is a spoiler. At the yeah. end of the first one, this nigga Gandalf like whispers sweet nothings to a fucking butterfly, and it comes back as a big ass hawk. Right. They get on the hawk. And then they get off before they reach their destination. Yeah. Which I don't is, understand. And, and they and they get off and it's like, y'all need to walk through this dangerous forest. Right. Like, it's like, why couldn't we just fly? <laughs> why, we could have just flew over the forest. Dog, it made no sense. Like, when I saw them get off, I'm like, wait. Oh, like, I, and that nigga left. Nigga. He's just like, I got to go see a necromancer now. Like, dude, you the only one over six feet. If we need something off the top shelf. Ah. We we fucked now. We we supposed to walk through the woods as hobbits with magical f- spiders and shit and try right. to live. You know what else is fucked up, man? That goddamn dragon in the second one, he talked too goddamn much. Dog, eat eat more, asleep. talk less. I felt ah! I was like, you really going to talk to him for this long? I just woke up and everything was on fire. I missed whatever was supposed to happen. Dog, it was terrible, dog. He talked to him for 20 minutes. Man, no I'm like, you a dragon. 
Hey, he was clumsy as fuck. He couldn't kill that little nigga. Like, he was missing him and shit. And, like, I, I know you're in here, Hobbit. Where'd you go? I'm like, ain't like, you a dragon, nigga? Just burn everything. Right. I would have felt better. Like, you could have had, like, an archer shoot the fucking hawk out the sky. Right. But the fact that they just said, okay, we should stop and now exercise our legs. Like, nigga. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, you didn't need... You could have just you you like the second movie could have worked if just for that moment, but they just got off like okay we're gonna stop here. I mean, and just, honestly, you know, dog, the elves stole the second movie. That's really Legolas really the only nigga that was worth seeing the second movie for anyway, mm-hmm. but for his like twenty minutes of fighting. Yeah. After that, everything else was kind of boring to me, man. Like I, I really felt let down, and you could tell they were stretching the shit out, and that all that shit wasn't in no book. So right. the only thing <laughs> I want to see is the white orc. And what happens with him? Yeah, Theron, because that's my nigga, fucking Slade Wilson from Arrow. Like Who, I gotta see. What by the doing. way, we saw him in the first movie, and then he was barely in the second one. Right. I hate these damn movies. They really are. The worst, <laughs> they man. milking them cows to death, ain't they? But here's what's crazy: I'm looking forward to the third one because I know nope. something will happen. Yeah, they have to end. <laughs> they have to. They don't have a choice. The first two, they was just bullshitting like, yeah, what if he has to fight this dragon? Ah, uh, we fucking with y'all. This fight with the dragon didn't even mean shit. He about to fly away. Ah. Like, what? I just yeah. watched fucking two hours of trying to get to this fucking dragon so they could slay him, fought this nigga for 20 minutes, and then the dragon shook it off like, y'all niggas is crazy. And then just flew off and burned up a city. Oh, man, ah. it's so bad. But this one can't be that bad because... It's going to have some kind of resolution. I, I don't think I'm ever watching another Peter Jackson like trilogy or whatever again, because I felt this way about Lord of the Rings as well. Even though more shit happened, mm-hmm. it still had very like at the end of this one, it's basically nothing happened. Like, <laughs> right. We just walked and walked and walked and walked and walked and walked through the forest. Barely got killed, barely survived and walked and walked and walked some more at the end. Like, The Hobbit could have been so dope if it was just one movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that could have been some real dope shit to see. But the moment he said at Comic-Con, like, I'm going to make it three, y'all, I was like, don't. Just, just nah, man. Yeah, he's nah. like, at three. And it's not even, like, three hour and a half movies. Nope. It's, like, three three-hour movies. Correct. And, and it's not three three hours worth of shit. It's mm-hmm. not even three hours worth of shit. So, it, yeah, man. Uh, it, people, so, I'm actually looking forward to this one because something probably will happen. Mm-hmm. And uh finally, I'll be able to say, "Oh, cool! I know the end of this the story because I never read the books, and I refuse mm-hmm. I refuse to read." Me too. Mm-mm. Um. All right, man. Let's start the show. Uh, make sure you check out Sterling Gaming and Then Some podcast. Uh, 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 at G A T S Pod on Twitter, at the Wound God on Twitter, also, and uh, the website is G A T S Pod dot com. Um, and uh, today. The official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is bullet ball, and bullet ball extreme. Bullet ball. Oh, okay. Sterling was breaking up a little bit. Um, Get that in. Yeah, you. Yeah, I, I, I heard you. You got it. Word. Um, and uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. Check out Karen and I's audio play, The Best of Rod and Karen. It's on iTunes. Uh, it's also on um uh, on uh uh uh, uh what, what was that name? Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, just check out <laughs> The Best of Rod and Karen. Uh, we have a lot of skits. It's a whole album long. Some of our favorite guests are on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Shadow Dog Productions, people that we worked with, people we've had on the show. Mm-hmm um it's very funny you gotta have heard some of the skits before yes we actually recently recorded pieces of the second one and nick jews on that one 
exactly but we're talking about the first one that's oh. what the copy is um <laughs> my bad the one, the one you can actually go get in the stores <laughs> uh but yeah go get that uh the best of rod and karen on itunes and i think it's on uh amazon and spotify as well mm-hmm. um and we also have another sponsor a little a little sexier sponsor let me see if i can get some sexy music Working as a whole, I'm some depressing music. This is not turning me on. I can't control it. I'm still madly crazy for you. Not not a fan of this song, yeah? Not unless my dildo is named Paula. Alright, how about this song? That's, that's better. Alright. Speaking of keeping you satisfied, are you getting enough? Are you satisfied? I bet you could use a little bit more. Couldn't we all? Well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. First, they give you a sexy little surprise for a lady. Second, you get a specially selected toy for a dude. Third, you get something for a lady and a dude or two dudes or two women or whatever. You have you get down. <laughs> Plus, you get a free uh, six full-length adult movies on DVD. Six of them. If you're doing the math, that's still only nine things. The tenth thing is free shipping mm. on your entire order. So what do you have to do to get your ten free gifts? It's not hard, but you will be. Go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be a new sex toy. It could be a sexy piece of lingerie. It could be a paddle. It could be some lubrication. It could be condoms in bulk. It could be another DVD. It could be whips. It could be handcuffs. It could be anything you think about. Just go to Adam and Eve, pick out your one item, put it in your in your cart, and then when you go to the cart, you put in the code TBGWT upon checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts. So go check out adamandeve.com today, select one item, and get 10 free gifts, including free shipping, when you enter the code TBGWT. That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. But it doesn't have to be Cause all I want to do Man, this album bombed hard as shit What? Oh man, oh man, embarrassed himself for that nothing That album didn't even bounce when you threw it on the ground It was like, I'm staying here Yep, well it's time to um get into our show uh, As always, uh, well as of lately We got been starting with the, the Cosby <laughs> the Cosby show. drama, uh, and uh, today won't be uh, any mm, different. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see, Cosby show. Get this music up first, though. Today won't be any different. Um, let I don't me know see. how many different themes he had. Wait, there's an orchestra version. What? What? No. I have. I've never seen this before. Remix. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, 
Yo. Oh, shit. Yo, this is good. <laughs> I didn't film this at a football game at HBCU. For real. Hey. Yo, they, they got a whole <laughs> fucking CD of this. Oh, shit. No. This shit got Miami Vice, The Simpsons. Oh, shit. Uh, Love and Marriage from Married with Children. Uh, Roseanne. I don't even remember Roseanne. Thank you, so. Me neither. Oh, they got Thank You for Being a Friend from the Golden Girls. That was my shit. I'm back again. It's true. Hey, man. This shit right here. Yeah, them nasty old women. They got the 18. The women got down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to see the London Studio Orchestra concert now. <laughs> <laughs> if they come to shot, I'm buying tickets. If they do Martin, I'll lose my shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sterling, uh, give me a number, man. One through about uh, 15 here. Seven. Number seven. Comedian Bill Cosby sued for defamation by an accused, uh, by a sexual assault accuser. Comedian Bill Cosby was sued for defamation Wednesday in Massachusetts by a sexual assault accuser who said he branded her a liar in public statements made through his representatives denying her allegations of abuse. The eight-page complaint filed in the U.S. District Court in Springfield, Massachusetts, is at least the third lawsuit arising from a wave of sexual misconduct allegations leveled against Cosby by more than a dozen women during the past several years. The plaintiff in Wednesday's case, Tamara Green, 66, um, a lawyer who lived, who lives near San Diego claimed Cosby drugged her, uh, drugged her at a Los Angeles cafe with pills he told her were cold tablets. He then sexually assaulted her at her apartment, leaving her two $100 bills on a coffee table before he left. By the way, $200 for a lawyer ain't shit. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know who he thought that was a favor to. Um, That's how much they charge per hour. What are we talking about here? Right. Uh, the alleged assault occurred in the 1970s. The lawsuit said while Green, then an aspiring model and singer, was helping Cosby raise money from an investor, from investors to open a club, neither the one-time network television star who now resides in Western Massachusetts nor his attorney or spokesman was immediately available for comment. Of course not. The lawsuit said previous denials by an attorney and a publicist representing Cosby in response to those allegations when they were published in Newsweek magazine in February and the Washington Post in November were false and defamatory. Green is seeking unspecified punitive damages, asserting that Cosby himself is liable for the conduct of his legal and press representatives. The complaint was filed on behalf of Joseph Camarata and an attorney who uh, initially presented represented Paula Jones in her sexual harassment lawsuit in the late 90s against President Bill Clinton. <clears throat> Camarata and his client said her defamation suit provides a new avenue for Green and others accusing Cosby 77 of sexually assaulting them decades ago to bring their allegations to court without complications posed by statute of limitations. Uh, I want to put it to a jury. I want it to be ended finally, and I want my name restored, Green said by video 
link during a news conference at uh, Washington Law Office. Bill Cosby will also have his day in court, she said, and I look forward to that event. That's that's the other thing. I mean, for people that are defending him, what would be better for him to go into court? Oh, that's the last thing he wants. I mean, but if he didn't do it, I mean, don't he want to go to court? That would make the most sense. Right? I mean, have his day in court so he can prove that these women are all lying on him and that he's the one that's right? I mean, go on the record. If he's innocent, I don't think he's innocent and he knows it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of what I was subliminally getting at, Karen. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm just making it plain. All yeah, right. nigga did that shit. <laughs> okay, the next, uh, number, Karen, pick one. We gonna go with number 12. Number 12. Uh, Bill Cosby's lawyer in a statement criticized the media. Ah! Everything in the media fault. Mm-hmm. This man, this is from November twenty second. This shit's been going on that long. It's almost what? a month now. Uh although I mean I guess it's been going on for fifty years, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> a statement issued Friday by Cosby's lawyer, Martin Singer, in response to allegations of sexual assault against the comic. The new never before heard claims from women who have came forward come forward in the last two weeks with unsubstantiated fantastical stories about things they say occurred 30, 40, or even 50 years ago have escalated far past the point of absurdity. These brand new claims about alleged decades-old events are becoming increasingly ridiculous, and it is completely illogical that so many people will have said nothing, done nothing, and made no reports to law enforcement or asserted civil claims if they thought they had been assaulted over a span of so many years. Lawsuits are filed against people in the public eye every day. There has never been a shortage of lawyers willing to represent people with claims against rich, powerful men. You know, the real victims of society, the rich, powerful men. So it makes no sense that not one of these new women who just came forward for the first time now ever asserted a legal claim back at the time they alleged they had been sexually assaulted. This situation is an unprecedented example of the media's breakneck rush to run stories without any corroboration or adherence to traditional journalistic standards. Over and over again, we have refuted these new unsubstantiated stories with documented, documentary evidence, only to have new uncorroborated, a new uncorroborated story crop up out of the woodwork. How will it end? It is long past time for the media's vilification of Mr. Kazi to stop. And I have a question. There are a lot of rich folks. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't have thirty women talking about you rape me. Yeah, that lawyer look like he's gonna sell somebody some incense on on Twitter after that. Um, I start talking about the God Hour and shit. Nobody's saying uh, Mr. Rogers did any of this shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why is Eddie Murphy not getting accused of thirty rapes? He's what? also a popular comedian from back in the day. I mm-hmm. mean, Warren Buffett rich. Why ain't nobody suing him? All right. Why he don't got thirty women accusing him of rape? Um, uh, I'll do one. Um, Bill Cosby's youngest daughter defends her embattled dad. It's kind of sad to trot, to trot the daughter out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> a day after Camille Cosby released a statement in defense of her embattled husband, one of her comedians, one of the comedian's four daughters is defending her father. Evan Cosby, 38. Is the father? He said, "Bill Cosby is the father you thought you knew." In a statement obtained Tuesday by Access Hollywood, she also defended her father on Facebook, where she wrote, "Men and women need to stand up and say something. There are plenty of them that have experienced being accused of a major crime that they have never committed." Oh, irony explosion! Mm-hmm. She just said, 
people, the real people that are being silenced are the people being accused of rapes that won't come out and speak up for Bill Cosby. Huh? Mm. The what? Oh man. Well, you know what guys? I have to confess. I too have been rape shamed and, uh, I just want to come out the closet now and say uh, I'm a major rapist uh, has been accused of ah. rape many, many times. Mm-hmm. And I just never felt comfortable telling y'all guys mm-hmm. that I have been accused of rape so many times mm-hmm. that I just have become silent about it because mm-hmm. they rape shame me every time I speak up. I'm happy you came out, man. It's a safe space here. Thanks, man. No, it ain't a safe space here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of world does she think this yeah, you know all these powerful men that just get targeted and they just won't say anything. They just refuse to speak up on behalf of the other rape, uh, accused rape people. In recent weeks, a different picture of Kazi is the word emerges at least 15 women accused him of drugging and sexually assaulting them. He has never been charged in connection with the accusations. His lawyers have denied many allegations. Um, now, Ari Spears, Karen hasn't seen this, and it, it may not translate well to the show, but I will put it in the chat so you guys can check it out later. Okay. Ari Spears made some sketches as <laughs> and doing a Bill Cosby impersonation. Okay. Uh, the first one is actually, um, the theme, the opening theme where, you know, he does that, he dances around all silly with the, with his family, except it's with women. Oh, Lord. <laughs> chasing women he's trying to kiss him he's grabbing him and shit then in between it's just like the show he's dancing he took out a drink <laughs> he took out a drink with three straws and opened up a cup of of pills and poured it into the cup <laughs> meanwhile the girls are all dancing together partying behind him like nothing's going on Oh, Lord, they falling like flies. <laughs> <laughs> they started yawning and shit. <laughs> Look at all these boobies and the booties and the boozies. You know, sometimes no means no, even though it could mean yes, especially if they're not awake to say no. Chocolate pudding, chocolate pudding, white pudding. I'm about to give these bitches the Ebola dick. <laughs> oh, Lord. It gives me every time. Every goddamn time. The impression is just so good. But when he, when he said that pudding, and he was talking about, because two of the women were black and one was white. white. He was talking about that. All right, so then they have part two. Now, this shit is way more ratchet. It's Bill Cosby on a date. Okay. Oh shit! Quote unquote. Okay. I'll put this in the chat as well. Okay, pause it because like it rolls, so I miss some of it. Okay, give me give me one second. All right, let me put this in the chat first. No problem for everybody to view. Uh, you might want to save these links on your own discretion. I put these on the Black Guy Tips uh, Facebook page. 
So make sure you guys check that out if you want to see the Ebola dick. Well, Miss Scott, we had a, a really nice time. You're so informative. You know, I bought you $44 worth of lobster. I feel like I should get a little bit in return if you know what I mean. Thank you. Oh, you can do better than that, sugar lumps. Doink, doink. Oh, um. She gave him a hug and then he poked in the titties. Poked in the titties. Well, look, Miss Cabby, I really. You know, I've always been known for the general pudding pop. He pulled out a actual pudding pop out of nowhere. <laughs> and I have two. And the other one matches the drape. 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 I'm getting that echo again, uh, Sterling. You are? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Is it gone now? Is it <clears throat> one two one two? <laughs> nah, it's still Not there. Um, let me hang up and call you right back. Oh wait, no, no, it's still there. All right, let me hang up and call you right back. See if that's it. All right, all right. Uh, sometimes it happens, guys. Let me get him right back on the horn. All right, you, you still there? Yep. All right, cool. Let me. No echo. He's putting the pudding pop in her mouth. Oh. Yeah. Well, thanks for the flavor. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go on it in the house. Put the keys down. Oops. He knocked her keys out of her hand. <laughs> so that she had to bend over. I'm go on it in the house. Put the keys down. Oops, just dropped the keys. Oh, Mr. Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Clumsy is me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He tried to put the pudding pop on her ass. <laughs> <laughs> Your pudding pop almost poked me there. Well, right in the crack. Mm, okay. Well, I'm going to go on in the house. Um, I would like to remember it's a little messy. Your pussy is what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, your house. I don't mind a little bit of mess. <laughs> the creepy cosby look he really did girl. it's so good oh oh because she was about to close the door and he like looked at her crazily and then just pushed the door open and she's trying to use the bathroom so she's sitting on the toilet and he's at the door trying to creep in. And, and peeking see. at her. Oh, now that sound you hear? Oh, it's him taking a pudding pop. pop and sticking it through the crack of the door. Mr. Licked the door jam and the pudding pop. I'll be out just a minute. Mr. Cosby. 
he walked into the bathroom and jammed the pudding pop in her mouth. Yeah, her fucking expression. <laughs> no, that's the caption too for the video when you post it. It's her <laughs> looking at the camera with that pudding pop like the fuck. <laughs> On the nose, we start smacking her with the foot. Yes. Oh. Meanwhile, she's still in the toilet. Oh, that smells delicious! That smells like the chicken curry you ate with the lobster from earlier, mixed with two pudding in your mouth. <laughs> now remember oh. that story where he used to make to watch him eat curry. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh smell beets. My dad actually sent that to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's fucking awesome. He was, he oh, sent that's part a, two. Okay. Yeah. He sent me part one and I checked the link if part two was on there. Oh, my God. <clears throat> anyway, guys, rape is never funny. But <laughs> that uh, shit is. But um, that wasn't really a rape. That was a comedian making a joke. Yes. Completely uh, different. That was so fucking hilarious, man. I think half of it is the impression is so good. Mm-hmm. Correct. So it just, when he's like, I spent the $44. <laughs> it's perfect. It's not over the top. It's like right on the fucking mark. Right on the mark. It's so it, good. And then the he makeup, got the, yo. yes, the creepy makeup with the white hair and the, 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 the um, the, uh, bags under the eyes, the darkened mm-hmm. circles. Oh. oh, Ari Spears, man. I, I tried to hate you, but I can't, man. You too good. You're too good. Sorry, JL Covan, but he too good. <laughs> Speaking of JL Covan, he did release his sketch today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what would happen if um, the anti heroes of television were black? It's three minutes long, uh, and it covers four shows: Sons of Anarchy, Dexter. Oh my! Uh, it also covers um, uh, Breaking Bad and uh the sopranos yeah and uh first of all the impressions are good mike brown's in it you know who we know from um uh coming on our podcast twice now mm-hmm. um and the impressions are, are spot on but also it's just funny because it's the same skit he w- kind of came up with on the air when he was talking about it <laughs> it is that where he was like you know all them niggas would get shot. <laughs> like it wouldn't even be. Mm-mm. So everything is like the season premiere and then they get shot 30 seconds in. It's like season finale, you know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. We got other news going. Yes. Um, go check, go check JL out y'all. Yeah. Make sure you, I posted that on the Facebook page, page as well. Two. So yes. you guys should all be following us on social media so you can get updated with that. Um, so <clears throat> Obama has said, um, Enough with the Cold War with Cuba. We y'all cool now. 
He's the worst president ever. Worst ever. Uh, president Obama announced Wednesday that the United States is taking steps to restore full diplomacy with Cuba, a historic move that will end 50 years of frozen relations with the communist nation. I believe we can do more to support the Cuban people and our values through engagement. There's a complicated history between oh, the United States. Wait, that's the actual speech. That's uh, way too long. But he said, I believe we can do more to support the Cuban people and our values through engagement. <clears throat> Mr. Obama said from the White House, <clears throat> these 50 years have shown that isolation has not worked. It's time for a new approach. Um, I'm going to tell you something, man. They really shouldn't have put all them Republicans in because he's been on fire since uh, they won that election. Mm-hmm. He just been like, well, I'm just going to do the shit that I can do without y'all. Right, because come January, I ain't going to be able to do a damn thing anyway. Yeah, might as well not even uh, wait on these votes. Might as well get my shit done now. Ain't nobody got a vote on this. And nope. <clears throat> He's expressed interest in normalizing relations with Cuba ever since he got in the White House. The breakthrough announced Wednesday ca- announcement came on uh, after Cuba agreed to release American prisoner Alan Gross. Mr. Obama called Cuban President Raul Castro on Tuesday the first engagement as a presidential level between Cuba and the United States since the U, uh, at a presidential level since, uh, the Cuban Revolution. To discuss the release of Gross and one other man characterized as a U.S. intelligence asset. As well as the United States release of three Cuban intelligence officers, they also discussed areas of potential cooperation between the two nations, including counterterrorism efforts. The U.S. and Cuba will now immediately begin discussions to reestablish diplomatic relations, including plans to establish an embassy in Havana. Mr. Obama has also directed Secretary of State uh, John Kerry to review Cuba's designation of a state sponsor of terrorism. Additionally, <clears throat> the U.S. has taken a number of steps to significantly increase the flow of travel and commerce between the two countries. Cuba, meanwhile, is releasing 53 additional pre- uh, prisoners at the U.S. Uh, recommendation. Uh, so this is pretty major, man. Um, the other thing, too, is like how many people going to want to go down there and visit, you know, not have to get down there through illegal means? You know who we got to thank for this? Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And she, went down there with, she went down there with Hove, yo. Yep. Beyonce and Jay-Z went down there, came back and was like, hey, man, it's cool now. Beyonce really helping the world, yo. She really what? is. Mm-hmm. Think about all them women that's going to get even more exposure to the United States and more freedoms and rights. Mm-hmm. She a feminist, too, y'all. An icon. Be yeah. mad. All the way mad. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, they went down there. Um, <clears throat> uh, they're going to release 53 additional uh, prisoners. Uh, we intend to create more opportunities for the American and Cuban people and begin a new chapter among the nations in the Americas. And I'm kind of happy about this. For one... You know Cuban sandwiches, the price is going to go down. Because we've been paying a little too much for the Cubans when you go out to eat. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's no way a Cuban should cost more than a Reuben. But somehow it always uh, does. Uh. And that's because of that embargo, you know. Um, not to mention Cuban cigars. I feel kind of bad for the people that sold Cuban cigars. Because, like, 90% of the markup on that was the mysterious, right. like, <laughs> the mystique. <laughs> You're going to be able to buy them shit to like Rite Aid now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me get two Cubans and a black and mild. Thanks, player. They ain't going to lock them up in that pretty cabinet that they have them over in. Right. They're they going to walk over there and put a coat in. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a hand-rolled black and miles after a while now because uh, <laughs> it ain't going to matter no more. So I feel bad for the people that sold those. Yeah, I don't even smoke, but that shit look neat, though. 
but uh uh he also said todos somos americanos mm-hmm i know i know white people was mad at that he's speaking that goddamn foreign language mm-hmm told you he wasn't american today america chooses to cut loose the shackles of the past so as to reach for a better future for the cuban people for the american people for our entire hemisphere and for the world uh so uh let's see let's get down to the comment section what's that (laughs) 1184 comments god damn obama loves him some mariolitos and he's going to show us his little friend before he leaves office says lefty 529 so i'm assuming he means he wants to show his dick apparently i mean because clinton i don't i don't know what the reference there was mm-hmm. <clears throat> let's see obama recently watched scarface and got an urge for more marilitos marilito marilitos is apparently a big uh a big, big punchline yeah i don't even know what that means i'm assuming that's uh some type of uh let's see cuban refugee crisis uh Marilito definition is a refugee from Cuba who came to the U.S. in the 1980s as part of a mass migration. Oh, so that doesn't seem very flattering at all. Say he wants to fuck immigrants. Is that what this is? I think I'm not really sure. I was assuming it was like a cigar or some shit. <clears throat> Apparently, it's uh, it's it's also a gang. Is the name given to a criminal groups of Cuban Americans? who were among the descendants of Cubans that immigrated to the USA. So they're trying to say he won't gang, he letting in gang people. Of course. Of course. Because he black and, you know, he watched Scarface, guys. Right, so everybody, everybody in Cuba is related to a gang. It's not no normal, <clears throat> non-violent, non-gang-related citizens. Okay. Maria Lopez Vega says, I do not believe we can keep this is a quote from the speech i do not believe we can keep doing the same thing for over five decades expect a different result interesting philosophy but pretty meaningless when applied to the real world it's simply a juvenile cliche should we now normalize relations with north korea where decades of sanctions have also failed to bring about any changes while we have seen conditions get worse if anything what about the war on drugs no different results in that one over decades either well he has him and eric holder have changed Right. approach to the war on drugs right you can um law state saying that uh, you can smoke marijuana okay what about attempts to cure breast cancer should we quit doing the same thing trying to find a cure i.e a different result yeah if it's not working yeah like i don't understand what people expect here <laughs> what is the what is her argument exactly so we should stop doing things that don't work just because they're not working i mean damn what's wrong <laughs> with the president <laughs> <clears throat> then she said, not that the embargo and other sanctions should be continued. So you agree with the president? But there is this that thorny issue of reparations for all companies nationalized or private property seized. Um, uh, and then someone responded, woo, reparations for companies that raped, destroyed, and otherwise took advantage of the people in those con- at these countries. As for breast cancer and the war on drugs, many different, different things have been tried. There is a difference. With Cuba, we have four, uh, we have five decades, for five decades tried the exact same BS and it did not work. And yes, we should do what we can to normalize relations with North Korea. <clears throat> um, let's see what else we got here. Um, let's see. Uh, this person says apparently Obama's minions are licking their lips in anticipation at their new access to Cuban cigars and sex trafficking. 
What? <laughs> we could just go to Mexico for that. <laughs> oh, they brown. That's all. That, I mean, that's all they see. They just brown. Uh, let's see. Um, it's pretty clear that some of Obama's minions believe that Cuba is just a small Mexico. Pretty ignorant, huh? It's more like a rundown Dominican Republic or an upscale Haiti. Um, plus, yeah, I uh, these people are mad as shit, man. Because he so, said something. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what else they got here? What exactly is Cuba going to export to the U.S. besides cigars, sex trafficking? Okay, that's the thing. Oh, it's sex trafficking here in the United States of America. I don't know why people think that shit just happened in other fucking countries. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Israel is pro or anti-Cuban. Anyone? So that's like a conspiracy theory that the Jews is behind this. Controversy. Well, the rest of intelligent America knows if Obama had announced today that he launched an all-out military attack on Cuba today, the usual ignorant Republic minions would be on here whining about that, too. LOL. Right. It don't matter what he did. Yeah, that's true. They hate that nigga. Right. Um, but, uh, and this is like CBS News. So they probably edit their comments, try to get smart people. You know, <laughs> you know they took all the niggers out. Oh, so. Man, it's too. It was. It's what, uh, one thousand one hundred eighty four without the niggas. You add them, we're gonna good about seven thousand comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Holder uh, was talking today. Um, uh, with New York Magazine, he gave a candid interview. Uh, everybody knows Eric Holder stepping down as uh, Attorney General. Um, uh, and uh, hopefully Loretta Lynch is taking his place. He talked with MSNBC's Joanne Reed. Uh, Holder, who was the first African-American to hold the post, admitted to Reed that he's proud of the department's accomplishments under his leadership, the Smart on Crime Initiative among them, but confesses, I wish I had more time, even though I think it's time for me to transition to something else. When asked by Reed about the 1999 NYPD shooting of Amadou Diallo and the decades-long mistrust that remains between communities of color and law enforcement, Holder responded bluntly. By the way, this is why I feel like Eric Holder is Obama's anger anger translator of course because he get to say the shit that you can't say as president but you know that obama believes as well um it means that we as a nation have failed it's as simple as that we have failed we have understood that these issues have existed these are issues that we've been dealing with for generations and it is why we have to seize this opportunity we have now we have a moment in time that we can perhaps come up with some meaningful change it's what i'm committed to doing even in the limited time I have left as attorney general, and I'll certainly continue to do it after I leave office. But I also feel that the nation is really ready for that kind of change. And I would hope that 10 years from now, 12 years from now, we will not look back at on this as our last opportunity. Uh, understand the magnitude of police brutality in America, he says. One of the things we need to do a better job of is collecting statistics. Right. We don't necessarily have a basis now for looking at this country as a whole and understanding how big the problem is. It's one of the things our Bureau of Justice Statistics is trying to come up with, a way in which we can start to gather this kind of information. And that'll give us a much better way in which we can get a handle on this problem, on the disrespect he's received from Congress. Unfortunately, I think that's part of Washington in 2014. I would hope that my successor would not have to endure some of the things that I did. And I say endure only because I think I've shown respect where perhaps I haven't been given any. There are times where I wanted to just snap back and there are occasions when I have. But there have been frequently more times that I wanted to be a lot more aggressive in the responses that I've made. 
I think Obama wrote these. Right. He was like, I want to cuss y'all the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, well, I think on the war of drugs, he says, well, I think we certainly need to ask ourselves a question about our drug enforcement efforts. Are we focusing the limited resources that we have in the appropriate places? Are we bringing the appropriate charges? Are we putting people in jail for the appropriate lengths of time? You know, the sale of drugs have ravaged certain communities. I'm concerned, however, that some of our law enforcement efforts, though well-intentioned, have had a destabilizing influence in these same communities. And so we need to step back and ask ourselves some really fundamental questions about the approaches that we have used in drug enforcement over the past 30 or 40 years. Hmm, that one lady in the comment section disagrees. On the mass effort by young people currently mobilizing against injustice. That's the essence of who we are as Americans. We protest, we get loud, we disrupt things. All with hope that we're going to make the country better. They have raised issues that we need to discuss. So, um, Eric Holder, dropping the rail. Um, and, you know, mouthpiece for Obama, in my opinion. Pretty much. Uh, of there was, uh, there was some other shit too that had, oh, um, what was the other thing with Obama? Uh, oh, he gave an interview. The uh, he and him and the first lady, Michelle. Uh, by the way, I anytime I see them together, I never, I will never regret my vote. Mm-mm. Cause like I, they couldn't have picked a better. They could not have created a couple in a fucking laboratory <laughs> that that could handle the the shit that they go through with such grace right it's amazing and they still seem happy together they still go out on date night and dance every once in a while when he first burst on the night oh wait what is this uh uh okay let me play this national scene at the democratic convention a decade ago barack obama did so with powerful words on the subject of race there is not a black america and a white america and latino america and asian america there's the united states of america eight years later when a grayer president obama took the convention stage not a single word on the issue of race the history books will forever call Barack Obama America's first African-American president. But those closest to the president say that has never been central to how he defines himself. As president, his words on race have been few and far between, often a reaction to outside events. He ain't white. When fiery and offensive videos of President Obama's friend and pastor Jeremiah Wright emerged during the 2008 campaign. Not God bless America, God damn America. Candidate Obama responded with deeply personal words in what became known as the race speech. I can no more disown him than I can disown my white grandmother, a woman who helped raise me and who on more than one occasion has uttered racial or ethnic stereotypes that made me cringe. His first foray into racially tinged controversy as president was a bit of a stumble when in 2009 he was asked about the arrest of his friend Harvard professor Henry Louis Gates. The Cambridge police uh, acted stupidly. After those comments set off a bit of a firestorm, the president invited Professor Gates and the arresting officer to the White House for a beer. Fodder for late night comedians. Finally putting out this racial firestorm the same way I put out kitchen fires with alcohol. Over the next three years, President Obama took harsh criticism from some African-American leaders for saying so little about race. This president runs from race like a black man runs from a cop. What we have to do is to ask Mr. Obama. How you gonna, how Michael Eric Dyson gonna say something racist while talking about, okay. You're using logic right there, it don't work. 
to stand up and use his bullet pulpit to help us. He is loath to speak about race. But when a young, unarmed black teenager named Trayvon Martin was shot, for the president, it was personal. Trayvon Martin could have been me uh, 35 years ago. His second term has brought a new focus on young men of color, personal involvement in the My Brother's Keeper initiative, seeking to provide support and mentors to young black men from the inner city. We need to change the statistics, not just for the sake of the young men and boys, but for the sake of America's future. It's an effort the president's aides say he will continue long after he leaves the White House. You must disperse immediately. The president responded to the shooting of Michael Brown and the looting and violence in Ferguson, Missouri that followed with an appeal for calm. Now's the time for healing. Speaking not first and foremost as the African-American president, but as the president of all Americans. For this week, Jonathan Carl with the president, Martha's Vineyard. So, all that to say in this interview, um, shit got so real. Um, they were asking um, questions of him and Michelle and how they deal with you know racial bias in America. Um, uh, and the interview is going to be released on Friday, but they had like some clips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Michelle Obama said Barack Obama was a black man that lived on the south side of Chicago, had his share of troubles catching cabs. On one occasion, she said her husband was wearing a tuxedo at a black tie dinner and somebody asked him to get coffee. Uh, President Obama said he's even been mistake, mistakenly treated as a valet. There's no black male my age who's a professional who hasn't come out of a restaurant and is waiting for their car and somebody didn't hand them their car keys, he said, according to excerpts from the interview released today. The first lady also described being mistreated at a Target store in suburban Washington during a shopping trip she took in 2011. Even as the first lady, she told the magazine, during a wonderfully publicized trip I took to Target, not highly disguised, the one person who came up to me in the store was a woman who asked me to take something off of a shelf. Uh, she said the incidents are the regular course of life for African-Americans and a challenge for the country to overcome. Now, here's the thing. I think they're uh, saying as tamely as possible because I don't think they get to be inflammatory. Mm-hmm. It's like we have a race problem in the country. And even when you're the most exceptional it still kind of permeates through society, you know? Of course. Now, people are going to go, well, that's not really, I mean, like y'all got killed, but it's like, okay, he also, you know, uh, you know, he also spoke about Trayvon. He's also talked about Mike Brown. He's also talked about. I'm glad they ain't got killed in dumbass secret service. All right. And the haymakers are coming, so it's coming more. Uh, Though they lived inside the White House bubble for six years, the Obamas have been making a point that they are still in touch with the experience of minority communities. President Obama has pushed back against criticism that he's not being aggressive enough. Talking about issues of race and justice, particularly involving African-American men. If you look at after if you look at after what happened with Michael Brown, if you look at what happened after Trayvon, if you look at the decision after Eric Garner, I'm being pretty explicit about my concern and being pretty explicit about the fact that this is a systemic problem that black folks and Latinos and others are not just making this up. Obama told BET in an interview earlier this month, I describe it in very personal terms. The thing about that is um, he it's never going to be good enough for a lot of people. Mm-mm. And it's always going to be way too much for the rest of America. Correct. So it's like, it's just, it's just a position you can't, it's untenable. You know, if, if he was actually up there, cause I, you know, I was listening to uh black astronauts and they did their Ferguson podcast and they had one dude that was like, you know, I wanted to see him get emotional and I, and I can relate cause we were all very upset at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is a few weeks ago, but I don't want to see that shit. I don't ever want to see the president break. 
period. Like he got to be stronger than the collective anger and rage that black people feel. That's just like, it's the obvious and you can't be the first black president up there crying and shit. Right. You can't be up there cussing and shit. Mm -mm. You can't be up there too upset. Like not about black shit. Cause they're never like, uh, on some real shit. I'll be glad when he's out of office, not for, not for the country, but for him. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, I thought they were going to try to assassinate him and they may, who knows? That was my biggest fear when he got elected. Mine too. But now it's just that yeah. the assassination, his character is taken from everybody who just is really upset about the state of race relations in America, but they're trying to turn it into it's him. Why he didn't fix racism. You know, why he not, it's like, even as he's taking steps, people are mad at, you know, because they won't stop killing black people. Yeah, it's never enough. Yeah. Right. This problem happened way before he ever took office. This problem is going to be here after he leaves. Right. Even though he's made great strides to try some things to solve it, the body cameras, the uh, retraining of police, the um, uh, audit of the military equipment that they're giving uh, to police departments. You know, he's trying these things, but it's never going to be enough. Because the the simple truth is you're trying to solve racism and racism is on an individual and systemic level. It's never going to be solved by any law. As long as racist people can look at Eric or not even people that don't even think they're racist. Right. Look at Eric Garner, get choked out with a chokehold and killed and come up with excuses why that's okay. Nothing the president can sign into law will fix that. Nope. We all saw the same video. You know, he can try to help, but at the end of the day, it's just not going to be fixed that way. Um, so they brought up um, the I can't breathe slogan that many uh, athletes are wearing right now. And uh, he told People magazine that he applauds the efforts of other prominent African-American at of wait, other prominent. Mm, he's not an uh, African-American athlete, uh, but he said other uh, prominent African-American you know, balling out there on the court. Oh, that is true. He do got that left hand. J. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. You know what? I stand corrected. Other, <laughs> other prominent African-American athletes and celebrities to speak out against pol- police brutality using the I can't breathe slogan inspired by the case of Eric Garner, the Staten Island man who died uh, after he was put in a chokehold by a New York City police officer. President Obama was, has not directly weighed in on the case. He said, I think LeBron did the right thing. Obama said of the Cleveland Cavaliers star LeBron James, who wore a shirt with the slogan on the court. First of all, do you know how fucking mad that got to make white people? Mm-hmm. they hate it they hate that the athletes did it they call lebron james a nigger on social media so much for wearing that shirt they call jeremy lynn a nigger right so he yeah, ain't even black he not even black Mm-mm. so 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 you know how they like him supporting that is to me him basically saying i agree you know what i mean he mm-hmm. said, we forget the role that Muhammad Ali, Arthur Ashe, and Bill Russell played in raising consciousness. i like to see more athletes do that, not just around this issue, but around a range of issues. Um, so uh, let's go to the comment section because people always say, um, people always say that, uh, he's oh, not this going ABC, okay, they, they might feel to their, yeah, um, hopefully they did. We'll see now. Michelle Obama disguised herself to go to Target. If a woman asked her for help getting something off a high shelf, it's because she is tall. Some people like to play the victim. Maybe the Obamas should remember that if people were that racist, he wouldn't have been elected president twice. Thousand and two people up that and liked it. Now, the fact that you couldn't ask an employee 
mm-hmm. with a fucking red shirt on his goddamn target you went to the store and you ain't asked nobody else um and then to imply like it's somehow her fault for being tall she just she's supposed to be the help you wouldn't ask jackie o to hang you know damn shit off the top shelf fuck you talking about i'm a 510 white female and i help people get items off the top shelf all the time i'm just glad to help worthy mention is that the obamas haven't helped at all well unless you are an illegal alien i don't believe you I, don't believe, I believe you're like a 500 pound white dude in a basement i'm a white male i help people of all races when asked because i am polite and civil-minded end racism by ending racism obamas <laughs> yeah oh this right here is 100 don't need to do fucking black people i'm i'm fucked with a hundred um because all these comments by the way all dumb. these are just the comments for there's like a whole lot of people just mad about whether or not you get something off the shelf right but and you know what all these motherfuckers are liars you know how how inconsiderate and how mean and nasty people are people will fucking cuss you out you ain't paying me to work here and shit like that so i don't believe you people just randomly help strangers they be like oh i can't reach yeah it's just i'm just saying i mean there's obviously a lot of deleted comments right but i'm just saying they read that whole article and was like get something off the shelf that's the problem like not the whole systemic racism against black people because mm-hmm, because none of that don't matter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um is leonardo dicaprio was in there would you ask him to get something off the shelf no and here's the problem because and i feel like black people don't really grasp this yet or not obviously most of us do but some don't is that this isn't a conversation that is happening where it's on equal terms right right white people are coming at this from an angle of racism doesn't exist correct and obama's talking to them as well i think black people we have been able to kind of insulate ourselves in certain social circles and stuff and and and, uh social media and stuff and it's and it's great honestly i love it is uh it can be healthy at times you know it can have support and people that go through the same things but i feel like we have a conversation that starts on like say 10 because we already know a lot of shit because you can't navigate america without racially knowing a bunch of shit correct white people start on negative 10 mm-hmm. like they don't even want to have the conversation Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. they're convinced that it's our obsession with race that's holding us back right and that's the real issue so people want obama to come out and be like you know the police are wrong and we about to do blah 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 and it's like that com- nobody's ready to have that conversation except us right it's <laughs> right like, it's odd to see because i remember even um the night the uh no indictment came in in ferguson and he said like this isn't a black problem this is an american problem and i saw so many people get mad about that but we all know it's a problem for us i've like, said that yeah he's not talking to us though he's Mm-mm. talking to the white people that want to like they need to view it another way so he's trying to make it relatable and it's so odd when I see black people get caught up in arms. Like, he's talking to them so they yeah, can understand. It's not a problem for black people to fix. Right. Like, he's never, he's never even implied that it's something black people need to do mm-hmm. that is fucking up racism and getting us killed by the police. You know, um, I feel like, uh, you know, people get so upset, but 
they're it's like they're just upset and then there's nothing after that like maybe after people calm down they could go back with a more like rational mind and be like okay here's the things i want him to do and blah 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 but a, a lot of this upsetness is just people being upset and then when you ask what do you think they should do i don't know right it's like well like but what magical thing needs to happen because you need to know if you're gonna say that you just need to you know it's like it's like if i said um man uh my wife keeps coming in the house beating me up and then you said uh here's some solutions to it and i go yeah i don't know man i don't know what what i need to yeah well you should probably like move out or something or maybe call the police i don't know man it's crazy like you need to know if you're gonna be that outraged you need to fucking know but anyway um other comments king and queen stirring the pot the world is just a home of crazy animals if america which other nations view with respect as the most developed civilization civilization in the universe is bogged down with racial discrimination then who who then who then will perfect prefect the others man this spelling is wrong he spelled which wrong it is uh, it is shame that even in some of comments here you can still notice racial tones I think it's simple and fair to say President Obama is the enemy. I accept the domestic enemy is the USA in the USA. I okay. see the liberal faggers are out in force tonight. This is the country that he got to go out here and put these points forward in. Wait, what's a fagger? Did he just faggers? He made uh, I don't, I don't. Niggers and faggots. I'm that, yeah, I'm thinking he just really changed Combined. the game. He really did. He, he <laughs> oh, be that's the vocabulary word. He might should be in the chat room. I wonder what he thought of that I don't like men's no more video because, you know, he had some good comments. Oh, shit. That just fucked my head up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, you got all these people just saying this racist shit in the, in the, in the, in the comments, and that's the real America, too. Uh, right? People act like the comment section is not real people, but the comment section is real motherfucking people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary Clinton finally spoke out on Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yay! It'll be the last time too. Second time she says. Right, something. you won't hear not another motherfucking thing, especially if she run. Mm-mm. You know, Cornell man, listen. When Cornell and Tavis up there cooning real good for her, smiling like, yeah, we in next year when they campaigning for her, and they ain't bringing up that racial shit no more. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be laughing because I'm gonna be so mad I can just laugh. I'm not gonna be able to be angry i'm just gonna be like isn't it funny how we just lower the bar for these white folks we expect president obama to be the the, the nigger president and fix all the black all the issues mm-hmm. but uh these white people even if we vote for them we don't expect them to even care right so uh because you don't have the same standards for them during her speech the former new york senator also said yes black lives matter the term has come to represent a rallying cry for those protesting police brutality and the lack of indictments in Michael Brown and Eric Garner cases, both of whom died at the hand of police officers. Yes, why? Because black votes matter. Um, so that's really all she said? That's it? Right. Yeah. And I was, <laughs> what? That that makes sense because it's, it's... It took not- till December for that. She said one sentence? Okay. All right. Yep. I don't see people roast her for not being strong enough on black issues. Oh, it's not going to happen? Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess y'all used to taking whatever you get from these white people. Um, all right. 
uh wow can't believe that was even the headline of that article she didn't say shit right the thing is (laughs) yes black lives matter like you should really just be repeating somebody do black lives matter yes good job (laughs) good job yeah that's probably all she said because the, the thing the thing for me is that when it comes to certain issues the same standards and the same critiques and the same level of expectation that you have on this current president i want to see you have it for the next president Mm-hmm. So are we going to be complained about them just being racist? Yeah, I, I don't think they'll even say anything. I don't think the bar will be raised. They probably won't even ask them about racial issues in the fucking. Oh no! Oh no! No Ra- racial issues is not going to be a point. Mm-mm. It's going to be shit that don't really matter to black people. So we're going to have to go back to uh abortion or you know what i'm saying gay marriage you mm-hmm. know drugs like those are going to be a lot of the the economy which we're affected by the most because even though the quote-unquote economy is getting better uh black people still are having a hard time finding jobs and keeping jobs even though the economy is getting better yeah this is funny dog um so let's talk about sony because i have been dying to talk about this shit Oh, also, before we even get into that, um, I made a troll delete that account on Twitter today. Uh-oh. Yeah. The Bofa nigga? Yeah, he responded to something that I said from, like, weeks ago. That's the worst. Uh, that I got retweeted by uh, my man Sean P.A. Um, and it was, uh, like, I don't even understand. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I was, like, saying, like, Ann Coulter coming on cnn to discuss ferguson is the fucking problem right like it's why i don't even watch the news Mm -mm. so that person said nice to see that you are tolerant of all views and so i said you tolerate bofa um and then they responded bofa question mark and i said both of these nuts bitch and then i (laughs) then i said oh and blocked and then i blocked them and they deleted their twitter because so many niggas laughed at them my timeline just filled up with gifts and laughs and retweets (laughs) people was taking pictures so they just deleted their account that happened right before we went on the air um so shout out to that asshole but um i did want to matter of fact before we talk about sony i did want to say uh i was proud of myself last night uh don lemon uh did a uh ask a cop special nigga that hashtag lit the fuck up it was called like police under fire or something and uh this may sound uh i don't know how this is gonna sound to everybody maybe it's a bit controversial maybe i'm a bit more cynical than y'all uh it was they put a hashtag on social media called hashtag ask a cop and so a lot of black people were retweeting it until the point where they trended and they were retweeting it with sarcastic answers to the question yep yeah um don't do that right i'm not doing that i'm not maybe i'm a bit more cynical than everybody else i'm not convinced they don't do that shit on purpose yeah it's still it's still traction for them yeah because they only look to see if it trended and the reason i believe that is because cnn has no fucking morality these are the same people that will bring on van jones to argue with and Coulter. So you have one person that knows what they're talking about factually, has lived a life experience, makes a living off of talking about race issues and learning these statistics and being on the ground and meeting these people. And then you have Ann Coulter. Why would you do that? 
unless you just wanted to have a fight on the air Mm -hmm. and get everyone to tune in to watch this craziness. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not acceptable to me. Yeah, I was getting them jokes off until I saw CNN put out a tweet like, yeah, we're number one. We're like number one trending topic in the U.S. I'm like, oh, wait, no, this you wanted this. Like you knew the shit was coming from the giddy up. Yeah, I think especially since um, remember when the New York Police Department did it. um, I think those times were like in error, you know, like I think there was a time where they was people were still not familiar with social media, still learning about brands and trends. And there were uh, some miscalculations at first. I think the Cosby meme is probably the last time we've seen a genuine miscalculation yep. of a hashtag. Correct. Since then, I do believe they are trolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put they put out Ask a Cop, and what happens? Black people make it trend because we're obsessed with what the media thinks about us and all this shit and justifying our point of view. Don Lemon is the biggest fucking troll. Yes, he is. You know, I I um. Like I said, it's one of those things where I, I hesitate to say uh anybody's Uncle Tom sell out all this shit, but if if he ain't, what is? Like what what like unless it's just a word that should never ever be used, I don't know what else to call it. Cause he went and got police officers and called the special police under fire. And it, it, when we're watching black men be killed, gunned down in the fucking street, you do a special like the police are under attack? Like black people are tear gassing and shooting fucking police up? Are you fucking serious? Like that's what you do? That's your professional journalistic integrity you put on the line? You know, what's they gonna follow this with? Another N-word special? Mm-hmm. Oh, now that bullshit get on my motherfucking nerves. All of it gets on my goddamn nerves. It's all designed to pick at our insecurity about race and how we're viewed in this country. And he is the main fucking at this point, one of the main people that is uh, preying on this insecurity. Ever since that pull your pants up shit he did. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people gave him the benefit of the doubt on that. There's no doubt left for me. Mm-mm. Fuck him. All the way. I, I always thought he was kind of shitty with the way that he uh, goes about his stuff. Like he very rarely seems to have all the facts when he goes in. He very rarely seems to uh, have a fully formed... Um, like point he's just incapable of doing the logic on a lot of stuff but he does know how to move the meter by saying controversial shit and then he disguises it as i'm just asking a question i'm trying to be well-meaning here he's Mm -hmm. not he's a piece of shit like he asked that woman it was talking about being raped by bill Cosby. so you bite the dick off what what are we talking about here nigga and and you know i'm not saying like i get why people were going in on this shit but i feel like this is what they want Mm -hmm. When I see 1,600 retweets of one of these, like, sarcastic Ask a Cop tweets, that's what they want. They don't give a fuck about it being right or wrong. They did the special so that at 10 o'clock on a fucking Tuesday, they could get as many ratings as possible from outraged black people. I didn't even tweet the shit to be a joke. It's not even funny to me. There's no joking about this shit when you're trying to pass it off as news. You know, let's bring on some cops because we're so sympathetic to that bullshit right now. Are you serious? I like I, that is just the height of disrespect. And like I said, maybe people disagree with me. I don't know. But I'm cynical enough to believe they put these hashtags out there on purpose. Mm-hmm. And this shit's going to be the new trend until niggas wake up and stop giving them your eyes. Stop letting them prey on your insecurity. Stop letting them prey on your pain and your anger because that's what they do, man. 
the fact that CNN had Ann Coulter on the day after the verdict of non uh indictment for Ferguson. Fuck that bitch. What possible view could she add? What 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 possible thing could she contribute? A known fucking racist troll. Right. Why would you do this? Cause you want ratings. Cause there's commercials between every ten minutes of show. Because there's a scrolling thing at the bottom of every fucking screen. Just praying, making you insecure. Remember how Facebook had that experiment where they would put negative things in certain people's feed and it would actually up their interaction with Facebook because people would start commenting on people's statuses and liking things and angrily saying things to each other. That's what CNN is doing. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't see that Fox News is the number one cable news uh, show, like a station. You don't think CNN wants those ratings? You don't think MSNBC wants those ratings? Yeah, they do. Yeah, and how do you get them? Well, Fox News shows the blueprint. Piss off everybody that isn't a white person. Right. Reinforce racist white people's point of view and marginalize everybody else, and people will come running to see the shit show. Yeah, they want those clicks too. So, so yeah, man, I, I was just, it, I was really let down that people were actually um retweeting that shit and um commenting and trying to be you know i know they want to be snarky and funny and get the retweets but i know when i'm fucking being played and ask a cop was playing everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> but they got me because i showed was party and i ain't even gonna lie yeah they relying on us to party on it yep. they, they're counting us we are our algorithm to them now we're not people. Right. You, yeah, yeah, they don't you, care about our point of view. They right. I guarantee they didn't ask any of these fucking sarcastic questions. No. Even the ones that really were like, hey, you guys are killing innocent people. You know they didn't answer, ask this shit. They asked the same, like, so do you guys feel that it's unfair to, for you guys to be shot at? Mm, okay. Do you feel like it's an unfair criticism for, you know, a lot of people are saying you guys don't live in the neighborhoods you police. You know, is that is that unfair to say? You know, like they, I guarantee it. So yeah, they're not asking the real questions, and and that's the thing. And about uh, put it like this, I agree, and I never really thought of it till you brought this out. People are realizing the power of Black Twitter. They're realizing the power that we have and the power of making things trend. You know, you know how before you were saying that um how black people we kind of set the trends mm-hmm. where how we but we don't set the trends for like a lot of hip-hop and all that stuff we've kind of moved from that to setting the trends for social media and it's just one of those things where we will respond we will react we will say stuff and just like people complain about the sorority show we was talking about the other day, guess what? As long as it trends, that's all they talk about. Because if it's trending, they know you're watching. Who do you think is fucking watching Ask a Cop? It's us. Mm-hmm. White people don't even care. No. They don't even care. So, yeah, um, and, and that's fucking with black people today. I'm not even doing this. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's 100. Yeah, it's, yeah. Okay, let me get back to some news. The Sony leak. So I was kind of mad about this. Matter of fact, let's do good news first. Uh, Bobby Schmurda got arrested in the drug case. Yes! Got him! Woo! Yes. Bobby Schmurda. If you know Max, who is that? You don't know who Bobby Schmurda is, Karen? No. You, you have li- we, I probably have heard a song. You, you know Not me. only have you heard it, you've asked us on the show yeah. before. I probably have. <sighs> you know I don't pay that shit no attention. 
This is Bobby Smarter fam. Gotta try to make a next motherfucking scene up there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That the Bobby Schmurder is just just not on ever on my radar. So you gonna tell me I'm going uh huh and then three years from now I'm gonna be like who Bobby Schmurder? Play it before every every show can. <laughs> I don't pay no attention. I'm sorry. You are not on fleek. No, I'm off fleek when it comes to him, and I don't mind being off fleek. An up-and-coming rapper was among several people arrested Wednesday in an investigation into a series of gang-related shootings and drug trafficking in the city. Aquil Pollard, who performs as under the name Bobby Schmurder, how would he get that? Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand hmm. that connection. None of that matches. No, that <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just made some shit up. He was taken into custody shortly after he left a recording studio at Radio City Music Hall in Midtown Manhattan. Pollard, 20, is named with other defendants in an indictment that will be unsealed after their arraignments Thursday. Um, they declined to detail the charges. Chad Marshall, another aspiring hip-hop artist known as Rowdy Rebel, was arrested inside the recording studio where police also recovered handguns. Am I supposed to know who the hell Rowdy Rebel is? I know I don't know who he is. No, I don't know who that is either. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. Um, they got the Belch money though. I see computers by Rowdy Rebel is the only song they have on Spotify. By the way, the the single art for computers is a grenade made out of computer keyboard keys. <laughs> All these social networks and these computers Got these niggas walking around like they some shooters See them in real life, they're trying to bust maneuvers Like pussy talk that same shit from your computer What? Just get the cash out, they had them one medulla Call out my broski genie like call up your jeweler I just spent some cash on a piggy ring Just made some brand new money, what the fuck is that? And bitch, I'm heading to your city. Just a cop of all of Me and JJ went for fit Fill up the gas tank, it was empty. We heading out the fella. Smoking frontal, bitch, no fella. I got racks all in my billy. Shout out to Slice, that's the billy. So we rhyme Billy with Billy.
think he's I think he's actually giving us testimony to a crime. I'm pretty sure he just did. It's going to be the shortest trial ever. You're right. This is why I don't listen to the motherfucking radio. That's probably why I don't, don't never know won't remember who Bobby, Bobby Smoda is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so he also got arrested. Um, let's see. Bobby Smoda, uh, Brooklyn-born Pollard, is best known for... Oh, he's from Brooklyn? Wow, this is what New York putting out on these streets, huh? Is best known for the hit song Hot Boy and for a music video that popularized the dance move Shmoney Dance. A Hot Boy video posted on YouTube in August had been viewed tens of millions of times. And Pollard mm-hmm. performed the song for a national television audience this month on Jimmy Kimmel Live. My music is straight facts, Pollard. Re- God damn it, these niggas want to go to jail. <laughs> Are you serious? God damn. They're going to take this and play it and lock your ass up. These niggas about to go to jail because they don't like to change aliases and raps. That's it. And then we killed Jimmy Smith then. Went to his house and sold some crack. I'm like, come on, man. You just... that, was on... <laughs> that was on October 26th at 10 p.m. You know and what? I ain't got no alibi. <laughs> <laughs> I went back to my mama's house. <laughs> You know, the police were like, hey, um, didn't we have a break-in down on 2231 Maple Lane? I think we did. About 10 something. I think we did. Right. Grammy soldiers, that's what we are. Fingerprints are on the doorknob. No gloves <laughs> on my G-Squad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I left my hair by the front door. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> you want to go to jail, don't you? <laughs> there are a lot of gangsters in my hood, he said. <laughs> nigga you one of them <laughs> apparently you are <laughs> you look well black dynamite <laughs> <laughs> i also see a crack in the community and i fuck the hoes because i'm a pimp Pollard's right. <laughs> criminal history includes two arrests for gun and drug possession the name of his attorneys for matt for Pollard and marshall were immediately available so yep they got one man bobby schmurder just mm-hmm. about to go to jail yeah he's murdering them huh Oh man. Oh, uh, more good news. Uh, Nicki Minaj brought up Kendrick's name. Um, uh, she was talking to promote the Pink Print, her new album. She sat down with Elliot Wilson for a candid one on one as part of the CRWN interview series. Uh, video from the chat isn't available yet, but luckily partial transcripts have been provided, including something Minaj said about Kendrick Lamar. You said that you didn't get the voices before, but like them on here. Why? Because you listen, because you listen, because people you respected were on the track. That's fine. I understand that. But I got a call from Mr. C after he heard Bottoms Up and he had to give me my props. Bottoms Up was very animated and he took the time to listen. You know what I'm saying? It takes skill. And then I see people doing it now. Sometimes when I hear the animated voices that Kendrick Lamar does, I respect and like him. But when I pay attention to certain things he does, I think to myself, I did that. Um, and so that, that, that sounds, uh, I mean, oh, that, that sounds reasonable to a certain extent. I'm not, I don't think that's any beef with Kendrick. Mm-mm. Uh, I think people are going to definitely try to size it up into some beef. That's mm. what people do. Yes. On Twitter, there's already people saying, uh, she said that she did crazy voices. Y'all niggas didn't respect it, but now she hears Kendrick Lamar doing voices. Y'all call him the king and then put up a T avatar, a T smiley. Eminem was doing it before she was. Right. Before all, right. 
they ain't the first niggas to come up with doing voices on the track. Buster Rhymes is doing voices on the What are y'all talking about? If you're going to talk about stealing somebody's whole everything, like you did steal from Lil' Kim. Right. What's wrong? What's wrong with people? When I hear certain animated things that Kendrick does, I'm like, wow, talk about the king of New York at Nicki Minaj sips M-Y-X. Uh, but those are just people tweeting, trying to slice it up, though. Uh, if you respond, if you recall last November, Nikki responded to not being mentioned in Kendrick's infamous control verse by saying, I'm the queen of New York. I'm the king of New York. Let me tell you why platinum albums, albums, plural, number one in five motherfucking countries. The pink truck print dropped this week. Kendrick's new album should be out soon. Um, some people was like on Twitter, like, why people, <laughs> why doesn't she get mentioned with Kendrick? Cause Kendrick never put out s- spaceships. And <laughs> like, right. what, what are you, are you serious? It's not even close. Nigga Minaj dabbles in some pop type shit and right. Kendrick doesn't yet. And as of yet, people feel his career has more integrity. He's, you know, I'm not trying to say it to diss what she does, mm-hmm. but artistically, they're not on the same level. No, they're not even in the same genre of music. As much as she lies to her fans, talking about she did she doing real hip hop, that shit is not hip hop. She doesn't even really aspire to be like no. I'm not like I just always kind of liked that she had her lane. She carved yes. it out and she was doing her own thing and Correct. she found a way to get her single to play. I mean, this shit sounded like some Katy Perry shit, but she right. got the, she got them to play her shit on the white radio and that's why this album took off and now it's like she want the all the respect from the hip-hop community as well like it don't nigga, work like that we barely tolerate you more than iggy right like if it wasn't for iggy people would be shitting on nigga minaj as like a mostly superficial person who's talented but refuses to use her talent mm-hmm. uh you know in a way that people would support so correct yeah i, I mean I, like i said i have nothing against her but you can keep Kendrick's name out your mouth, really. It really ain't got nothing to, like, that's really nothing to do with you. Um, you know, it's, yeah. And it's not just that Kendrick does voices. Mm-mm. Like, nobody's just like, man, did you hear them voices he was doing? The nigga raps. Like, you don't. He also is spitting hot fire every time. Yes. Ain't no auto tune singing on the album. Right. Your best shit in a long time was a feature on Beyonce, dog. Not your motherfucking album. Yeah. I mean, I like her when she raps, but it's, you know, it's that thing where it's like, are you going to rap today or no? Okay. All uh-huh. right. I, yeah, we're going to do drum beats and tinker bells. All right. I'll turn this shit off. Click. Uh, the hackers won, guys. Mm-hmm. Just the hackers and the hackers won. Um, they, uh, got Seth Rogen and James Franco movie, um, the interview pull from theaters theater chains uh got some quote-unquote terrorist threats and they took them seriously and said we're not gonna show this shit so sony said we support them and we will not release the movie now some people are going well this this all happened because they fought with north korea in this movie where i know the script called for them to kill kim jong-un mm-hmm. uh now they didn't say they said they had to scale it back but they didn't say how but I, from my understanding, the death was really graphic. So maybe they just scaled back how he died or some shit. Who knows? Um, I think, uh, it's funny in the wake of those leaks, people caping for, um, Sony right now caping for this movie. Nope. Nope. Um, white people might be doing that. I'm black. No fucking way. I'm glad. <laughs> 
don't even try to make it an American issue because it ain't about America. Sony ain't even owned by it's not even American corporation for one. So ain't. Um, the the but people are almost like, well, the terrorists will win if we can't see this C minus movie. Like, and I kind of wanted to see this movie by the way, by for the record, I was mm-hmm. planning on seeing it. So, um, it wasn't even about. Uh, oh, I hate this movie. I find it highly ironic. All my white film critic friends. All these movie producers and shit so pissed off about this. Didn't have shit to say about that racism in them Sony leaked emails, though. Nope. That ain't about America? Nah. That ain't about moral integrity? Nope. That ain't about um doing the right thing? Mm-mm. That shit don't count. So they just get to be racist, and we just got to be cool with that. And now we all supposed to unite because they can't put out their movie killing a fucking foreign uh leader of a country. Because you know how cool we would be if, like, France made a movie about killing President Obama or George Bush or some shit. We know how we would love to fill up the theaters, right? Get the fuck out of here. Goddamn hypocrites, man. That's such bullshit, man. Like, I was just reading white person after white person upset and laughing. That was some shit they probably weren't going to see. I put that gif up from from, uh, Undercover Brother where... uh, (laughs) Where, where nobody, like, something fucked up happened and nobody was laughing and then it panned over to Dave Chappelle and he was losing his shit. Mm-hmm. I put that up. Because fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Why are we feeling sorry? You know what? Another leak came out today. It said they don't want black leads in their movies because they, quote, unquote, don't play well. Right. I saw that shit. They's like, don't get Denzel or some shit. They don't want Denzel in their movies. But this about integrity, right? We supposed to accept that fucking Ridley Scott is like no niggas allowed in his flop of a fucking movie. We supposed to accept that as black, like, oh, well, you know, the shit flopped, but uh no way he could do it with black people. You couldn't do it with white people. Right. You might as well not do it with us, motherfucker. You know what I mean? But But the point being, where were the capes then? None of these motherfuckers talking about America and equality and not being afraid and letting the terrorists win. Fuck it. I'm glad the terrorists won. Good job, hackers. Way to fucking go. We really appreciate you. Uh, a, a fucking round of applause. <laughs> you fucked with a hornet's nest. Of course you got stung. You made a movie about the craziest country on the fucking planet calling them out. And then was like, mm. Can't believe they got mad. They shoot nukes to f- troll the U.S. on like a monthly basis. Right. Doesn't say we can send it over there if we feel like it. Like Godzilla is going to be born off the coast of North Korea. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's how fucking <laughs> much and shit. It's going to march his ass or swim his ass around over here and tear us up too. It's going to like, that's where it's going to happen. What Turn. I didn't get is like people trying to say, mostly white film critics like, Somebody shot up 12 people at the Dark Knight Rises premiere and y'all didn't take the movie out then like, yeah, but the movie wasn't about shooting people. Right. right. And they did also, it wasn't like someone fucking sent a message to, uh, mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan and said, I'm going to shoot up 12 people. And also, you know what else happened that people didn't talk about? Um, they stopped doing press. Mm-hmm. Remember they, they, they stopped doing press for it. Um, Christian Bell went and visited the people in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it wasn't like they just said, "Oh fuck it, this is America and we must win." 
Mm-mm. Like somebody was like, uh, my man Bob from uh, Hot Firestarter was like, uh, and uh, I was talking to Russell H. Uh, film because he was upset about this shit. And uh, I was like, I'm not upset. I'm partying. Fuck that. Like white people get to be mad about this, but I'm tapped out. Y'all got to stop killing black people for me to get the privilege to be mad about shit oh, like this again. Right. Um. So he was like, um, well, if it was one of those like comic book movies that you love, you would be pissed. And I was like, mm, actually, you're wrong. If they made a comic book movie where Captain America went over to fucking North Korea and killed Kim Jong-un and they was like, we killing niggas if they come to the theater, I won't see it because I don't want to die for a fucking movie. That's crazy. Right. Right. I'll catch that shit on Netflix. Yeah, I'll, I'll be okay. Like, I, it's the principle of the shit, man. Uh, and then, you, you know, he's like, well, we're setting a president. Not really to set a president. And this is a little known fact. Shit got to happen twice. I don't think we're going to see a bunch of, like, Kim Jong-un movies coming out. Right. Kill them. Now, if they start, you know, sending threats on every movie that people don't, you know, just, just to fuck with people, then we'll see what happens then. We'll see if, you know, Marvel puts a $400 uh, million budget into something and pulls it at the last second. Then we'll see. But until it happens again, a precedent hadn't been set. This is a one-off time of white people losing their shit and fucking with somebody because they had that privilege moment thinking that everything's up for grabs. It's all good. North Korea don't like your jokes. And they don't give a fuck about your Hollywood. (laughs) Your movie making. They don't think it's funny, guys. And they'll do something about it. And white people, you're welcome because, you know, we was planning on doing die-ins at this shit probably. I don't know. What, what, I don't know what that awkward duck was gonna do. They were probably about to damn shut the theaters down in every city. Y'all was probably lucky. Y'all can like, don't have to worry about the traffic now. Stay your ass home for Christmas. Damn, well, stupid ass. And, so be mad about this. Man, white people crazy as shit, man. And, and, and what's fucked up with all this shit coming out? Maybe I might be wrong, but if I was like a, a black star, I would look at shit, but I hate is Sony associated with this. Because yeah. I don't want my friends and my family being fucking harassed because somebody don't like the movie. Right. You and wanna, they racist and I don't want to work for them. You want to go on Facebook and make long ass posts about the ideals of freedom of speech in America. What about the ideals of hiring equality? Right. What about that shit? So when they put racist shit about the president, when they call Kevin Hart a whore for wanting to be paid for what he fucking earned. Now, then, then, yeah, let's talk about that. I don't see all that shit going on on these timelines. But as soon as they motherfucking take away this C-minus movie, everybody loses their shit. Fuck out of here. I'm going to go see it. Movie. I don't get it. Yeah. That's the worst part. Like, it's not good. You know it's not going to be good. Oh, I had, I had no intentions on watching it anyway. People was like, I'm going to go see it because North Korea don't want me to see it. <laughs> so wait, you, ah! you wasn't going to see this shitty movie before now. Now you want to see this? I'm not even going to stream it now. Fuck it. I don't even want to see this shit no more. Like, because I just don't want to see it because of the entitlement of Judd Apatow. You know what I mean? Like, having the nerd tweet about this, but he ain't got shit to say when they saying, don't give Denzel another movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And I guarantee you, Denzel will not be doing another movie with y'all. Ever. He don't, he don't need them niggas. He don't. I wouldn't. I, I want the hackers to like take down Sony's site and just replace it with that Denzel Washington song in the video. Mm-hmm. That just leave that up there forever. All right. 
and that and like the thing is i get that the oh well the audiences are racist and blah 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 but you can't make you can't say that hey it's all about money let's keep it blah 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 and then try to tarp on the ideals of america when it comes to putting this fucking movie out Mm-mm, nope one or the other if it's about profit then this then then one lawsuit one shooting one death one bomb threat is not worth it if it's about money right i mean if one person gets shot in the theater for this movie you know sony getting sued Mm-hmm. they getting sued for everything they that's why like, they don't want to yeah, release it. right the theater's getting sued everybody getting sued mm-hmm. so so yeah um if it's about money then just stick to that don't try to have it both ways and be like no nah, it's about the american ideals of freedom of speech the terrorists gonna win nigga the people that work at sony already are the terrorists and they already winning you know we, we read that email from the woman that got racially and sexually discriminated against at her job right what the fuck was the outrage then what was the fucking fake what was the facebook post what Come was the people on, on my timeline folks keep it being the hell out of all this shit that's leaking you mad because seth rogan didn't get to make another white privilege film so what i don't care neither and i like seth and them niggas but come Me on too. come on man you want solidarity on your shit Mm-mm. like my- i said i start caring about your shit when you give a fuck about my shit right they said um Say- no i'm not saying the equalizer should not have been made or that African American actors should not have been used. I personally think Denzel is the best actor of his generation. The producer wrote, casting him is saying we're okay with a double if the picture works. Uh, would uh, the producer wrote using a baseball analogy? Uh, so he's basically saying we're saying it's okay to not get a home run. He's reliable at at the domestic box office, safe, but he is but has not had huge success in years. I believe whenever possible, the non-event pictures extra bets should have a large inherent upside and be made for the right price here there isn't a large inherent upside uh washington's the equalizer grossed 191 million dollars in theaters worldwide with 47 percent of the ticket sales coming from outside of the united states still the email chain suggested that the overseas box office percentage was not good enough other films should expect 65 percent of sales abroad and the analysis said the reason for the disparity according to the producer is washington's race I believe that the international motion picture audience is racist. In general, pictures with the African-American lead don't play well overseas, but Sony sometimes seems to disregard that a picture must work well internationally to both maximize returns and reduce risk, especially pics with decent-sized budgets. An Equalizer sequel, with, uh, which another email said is set for 2017, would be a double with a remote chance of a home run. Along oh, with slamming what, Washington's box office draw, the oh, a- analysis also oh, took a hit at Adam Sandler and Kevin James. So. Oh, what were you going to say, Sterling? No, I didn't say anything. Okay. Yeah, I think it was just an echo for a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's just it's crazy, right? Um, Denzel Washington can't be cast because he's black. Adam Sandler just gets to put out shit movies. Right, right. and they say it, but somehow yeah. Denzel's wrong. Denzel's wrong for being black, so shouldn't hire him because, you know... <laughs> But 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 in that case, hey, the audience is racist, so it's not really us, right? We just, you know, it's okay. But um, when it comes to our movie coming out, please support us, cause America, guys, you know, let's, the apple pie, the flag. Oh, we're owned mm-hmm. by a Japanese corporation. Oh, correct. Oh, oh, okay. Freedom of speech, though. Uh, speaking of freedom of speech, hypocrites. Sony also was killing articles in the New York Times, by the way. Right? They sold in the free speech. 
right they so we we need to fight the good fight for them um yeah apparently they had leaked emails in the email exchange where uh the head of uh sony um uh what was her last uh oh actually it was um hacked emails from michael linton uh where he had some different exchanges with hollywood uh times hollywood beat reporter brooke Bar- brooks barnes um and uh they were they were talking back and forth about different movies and stuff and uh um they were basically saying like hey don't put this in the article change this take this shit out don't even run this article and a couple of one time they got an article not run never came up again wow. they got stuff taken out of it but it's about freedom of speech y'all isn't freedom of the press supposed to be a big issue too right oh but it's just when you don't get to see your favorite movie right or your, not even your favorite, some whack-ass movie. Man, get the fuck right. out of here. Right, then most of y'all had no intentions on seeing. Or if you would have watched it, you'd have trashed it anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad the movie ain't in. Like, I was neutral at first. Now I'm like, good. I'm glad North Korea got them niggas. They still gonna make money, because they probably just gonna release it online. Yeah, they'll still make money somehow. They'll put it on something that you pay for it and watch it. Mm-hmm. Then North Korea hack it to our houses and be like, yeah, you was watching that shit, nigga? Huh? Right. You think that's cool? Like, they don't like the jokes, guys. Get my social security number. Fuck you. Yep. Um, all right. Let's, uh, wind this down with the game. Okay. Okay. That's what Sterling's really here for. Right. That's what he be but no. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right. It's guest the race time. But a bump. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestant today, Sterling from the Gaming and Then Some podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along. And they are quite racist. Mm-hmm. Quite fucking racist. Sterling, you feeling nervous yet? Nope. Okay, he's in the racism zone. The sism zone, as I like to call it. It's in the, it's in the sism zone already. Let's start with this one. Um, have you heard about the duct tape bandit? Oh, that shit. sounds white. <laughs> All right, let's uh, play the news article for Sterling. Uh, this happened in uh, Ashland, hey, Kentucky. An to a neighborhood crime alert. Two men are now in jail connected to a violent mugging in downtown Ashland, Kentucky. Oh, let me rewind. It's, it's two men, by the way, not one. So let me rewind. It's low. Yeah, here we go. A crime alert. Two men are now in jail connected to a violent mugging in downtown Ashland, Kentucky. This is a story we first told you about earlier this month. One of the men charged, Casey Kazee, is no stranger to police. We told you about him. This was back in 2007 when he was arrested and at the time known as the duct tape bandit for wrapping his face, literally wrapping his face with duct tape in a robbery at Shamrock Liquors in Ashland. Police say he turned himself in for this one yesterday. The second man, Jeffrey Driver, was arrested last week. News Channel 3's Dan Griffin has been digging into the story and found that Casey Kazee was only released from jail in October. So I look like a duct tape bandit, baby. 
I'm not no duct tape bandit, you hear me? After spending <clears throat> nearly seven years in prison, Casey Kazee is back behind bars. This time for his part in the violent mugging of businessman Marcus Woodward in an alley in Ashland the night of December 1st. The other suspect, Jeffrey Driver, is also behind bars. I guess uh, I'm just lucky it was him and uh, that they were able to apprehend him because... Uh, he didn't, he didn't move too far after the event. We spoke with Kazee after his arrest in 2007. That video went viral around the world after police say he wrapped his head with duct tape in an attempt to hide his face during a holdup at Shamrock Liquors in Ashland. Live one-on-one, Ashland, Kentucky. You know this is not me. But it was him. Kazee even pleaded guilty to that charge and was sentenced to 10 years in jail. But court officials say he was released in October as part of Kentucky's mandatory reentry supervision, meaning he was put on parole because he was nearing the end of his sentence. We do want people to, to realize, even though that there was some entertainment value to, to what he did the first time, uh, we do take it serious. Now charged in this latest crime, he will sit behind bars for at least some time. Woodward hopes both men stay there. And as far as any message he has for the duct tape bandit. My mother said, if you ain't got anything good to say, don't say nothing. So. And in this case? That'd be it. Nothing. Dan Griffin, WSAZ News Channel 3, Ashland, Kentucky. Now, investigators believe both men are only connected to this mugging that happened on December 1st. A second mugging that happened the next night is believed to actually be at this point now unrelated. And no arrests have been made in that case. All right. <clears throat> now, I'm not going to have you guess both of their races. Just the duct tape bandit, which is Casey Kazee. I also have his original interview, if you want to hear that. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I look like a duct tape bandit, baby. Tape bandit, baby. Tape bandit, baby. Tape bandit. Do the math, do the homework, man. You know this is not me. Duct tape? I'm not no duct tape bandit. You hear me? I'm not no duct tape bandit. I'm not no duct tape bandit. You hear me? I'm not no duct tape bandit. Now look, live one on one, ass to the tucky. You know. All right, that, that's the remix. Um, let me get to that beat hot. That was pretty good. Whoever did that. Tim, robberies are a serious problem that often put the lives of store clerks in danger. But the employees of a liquor store in Ashland say they can't help but laugh at a man now known as the duct tape bandit. Police say Casey Kazee wrapped his head in... Let me get to the uh, car with him. When they call you the duct tape bandit, you're, you're, that's not you? Look at me. I look like a duct tape bandit, baby. I'm not no duct tape bandit, you hear me? Live one-on-one, ass in the tucky, you know this is not me. Now look, do the math, do the homework, man. Store employees say because he also had a T-shirt up around his face. Um, let me see if I can get more of him. His delicious talking. Hey, listen, I, I don't know. I'll tell you this much. I can't say nothing because I didn't do nothing. You hear me? I don't. I do not know what's going on. They're trying to turn around and say I did this, I did that. I don't remember nothing. I know I didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, I mean, you couldn't have any memory of that day. Or therefore, I, mean, I don't. Like I said, I don't remember nothing. You know what I mean? Therefore, it could have been me. I don't, I just, I'm not remembering. You don't remember it putting that tape me. on your face or anything? No. I don't remember that. What, 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 what do you remember? You remember waking up in the jail or what happened? Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah, just tell me the first thing you remember. What? That's what I remember going to jail. I remember I was, uh, I was intoxicated. Um, that's it. Woke up intoxicated. And I was thirsty. Got something to drink. I already had something in the refrigerator. Went back to sleep on the couch, and then I woke up, and I'm in handcuffs. 
Okay. So that's all. So you kind of blacked out? No, I mean, that's it. I went to sleep on the couch, man, and I turned around, I'm in handcuffs. So, so I mean, I remember going to the, uh, come back from, um, Food Land, and I'm just barely convenient coming back from Food Land. When I was walking through Food Land, I'm getting tackled, I'm getting messed up. My ribs, got this on my ribs, messing me up. Got that, you know, my mouth messed up. What's so the still coughing up blood? You don't remember putting duct tape on your face? No. Do you remember Look at this. taking it off? You see that? That's blood. I'm still coughing up blood, you know. And it, this, to me, I didn't do nothing. They see Casey, they see me, so they want to come and automatically get me for this. So, you know what I'm saying? Well, they they can, they can, you, though. You had duct tape all over your face. That's what they said. You don't remember? I mean, how did you get those injuries on your face? But I don't I don't know. I remember getting beat up. My, look at my look. He's been beat up. So you don't remember putting duct tape on your face no. at all? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I saw the picture of you, the mugshot, it showed you had the injuries, like, I mean, where they pulled duct tape off your face? No, you're wrong about that. That's from where it says in the newspaper that you printed where they tackled me and my face hit the, the pavement. See, I remember somebody tackling me, my face hit the pavement. That's it. And I see some other guy run off, too, so I don't know. Some other guy? I, I don't know what it happened. I don't know. Okay. And you don't, you don't remember trying to rob the liquor store? No. Nah. That wasn't you? No. Nah, I don't remember. No. Okay. No, sir. But they, they do have a picture of you with duct tape all over your face. And you that was not me. They did have pictures of somebody with duct tape on their face. And if they exposed that person, they would have found out who it was. You know, they exposed me. They exposed me. They unwrapped you. It was you. Well, they found, they got me on the ground. They found somebody else. Somebody else ran off, too. A, a guy. Something. Yeah, he's the employee at the liquor store. Right? Yeah. Something about that, I don't know. Okay. No. <laughs> so, they call you the duct tape bandit. You're, that's not you? Look at me. If I look like a duct tape bandit, baby, I'm not no duct tape bandit. You hear me? Live one-on-one, ass in the touchy, you know this is not me. Now, look, do the math, do the homework, man. All right, Sterling. Uh, Karen, ask the chat room again, because I can't scroll up that far. Um, guess the race, Sterling. See, I was going to go with White until I realized he's a duct tape on himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that doesn't go in the midterms, Black. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, let's check the chat. Doesn't vote in the midterms, Black. All right. <clears throat> she saw me on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw me, saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't me, Black. Dastardly darky, says Linda Brothers. Showing out on the news, cooning ass Black. He yells, P.O.P. holding it down on the remix, Black. Black undercover brother really thinks that duct tape works for everything, White. Ha! Black, <laughs> the color women see after accepting a drink with Bill Cosby. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Blacker than Sterling's hoodie. White <laughs> skipped science class to make beats and raps, Black. Oh. Riff rap and Paul Wall, White. Mr. Turner, Black. One who is a bad jailhouse philosopher, black, and he can't read. I love when he threw that therefore in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> therefore. What? Um, pink lotion, Vaseline, intensive care, Mizani using, I'm legally blind, dark man, the actual darky man, black. The correct answer is, and Sterling, you missed it. He I was white. White. He was white, y'all. 
He was white. And a couple people did get it. The duct yeah, tape it, bandit. It was two of them, but the one we played the clip of was the white dude. That dude was so good. The I'm re- looking at it and I still don't believe it. The real clue is no black person that talks that ignorant doesn't say nigga. That was the clue, guys. Yeah. He would have slipped up at least once in the, in the, the interview. They'd yeah, be like, boop, 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 boop. Wasn't me. They got somebody. But they have you with duct tape on your face in the pictures. Right. It had somebody pictures. Oh, man. Good shit. Good shit. Um, let's see. A Tulsa man who defended a woman sued by butt groper for embarrassing and humiliating him. An Oklahoma man facing sexual battery charges after grabbing the buttocks of a woman at a professional bull riders event is suing a man who defended the woman saying he was embarrassed and humiliated when confronted. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, man. You grabbed my ass and you suing me because I'm telling you. No, he sued the dude who who confronted him. Okay. So, like, I grab a woman's ass. Another dude steps up like, hey, man, what the fuck you doing? I'm suing. You embarrassing me out here. I'm just trying to grope some butts. And here you go. Good. Uh, Leonel Olivares. Guess the race. Who has been charged by prosecutors with felony sexual battery after groping Melissa Smith is suing Shane Vernon, claiming Vernon followed him to his seat and assaulted him. Oh. According to Olivares, Vernon grabbed his shoulder in an aggressive manner, causing him to believe a physical attack was imminent. In the suit, Olivares contends Vernon's actions were intended to embarrass and humiliate him. You know, because grabbing a woman's butt in public when she can't do anything about it isn't embarrassing or humiliating, Karen. It's not. Mm-mm. According to Smith, she was working at the Tulsa PBR event in September when she says Olivares grabbed her buttocks in such a way that there was no mistake in his intent. I wonder if like a uh, roadhouse scene broke out. I bet you did. I fuck guys like you in, in prison. Still you know, all the, of a sudden they start throwing glasses and shit, yeah. That's still the gayest, toughest line of all time. <laughs> Ain't that? Yes, it is. That That will make me stop fighting you. I don't care who you are. I fuck fight over. I fuck pretty. I fuck tougher guys than you in prison. Hey man, hey, thought this was a fight. Now <laughs> <laughs> I know what you was yeah, happening here, man. Yeah, this ain't no foreplay, nigga. You try to kiss me, man. Get off me. You can have this one, dog. Right. You know, you might not know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Witnessing the groping, Vernon approached her and asked her if she knew the man who groped her. She told him she did not. Vernon said she was. He then followed Olivares to his seat. Where he confronted him, yelling at him that he what he did was wrong. I grabbed his cigars and threw them into the arena, and I was still amped up. So I grabbed his cowboy hat and threw that into the arena. Uh, according to the lawsuit, Olivares said he was was attacked by Vernon while at the same time denying he touched Smith. However, in the taped interview, Olivares earlier admitted to police that he grabbed Smith behind and demonstrated for investigators how he did it. According to police, Olivares even wrote the victim a letter of apology. <laughs> The attorney for Olivares said his client has no prior record and is defending himself for serious charges. If convicted, Olivares will spend up to 10 years in prison and will have to register as a sex offender for butt grabbing. Good. Fuck him. Vernon said he can no longer comment on the case because he now has to hire an attorney to defend himself in a lawsuit. Um, so, guess the race of Mr. Lionel Olivares. You said Olivares, right? Mm-hmm. 
the privilege in suing somebody when you fucked up feels white, but the name I gotta go with um fifteen tenants in a one bedroom apartment like Oh, oh damn. Uh the chat room ah! says one blows leaves in the fall to sells oranges freshly washed by the backwater in the spring. Oh that's Little Brothers. He likes her and he wants her and she wanted to do it the hard way. Feliciano Johnson Lation. Uh, Bill Cosby, distant Latino cousin who also goes by the alias Guillermo Hector de la Cruz Hernandez Sanchez Cosby. <laughs> no hablo English gaucho, chimichanga, adobo aficionado Latino. Not embarrassed by selling oranges on the highway, but this was humiliating essay. Border nigger, damn. <laughs> shit that might be worse than that might be worse than fagger oh uh black people don't go to bull riding show white latino grab the bull by the horns white still oddly smiling to this day mexican one who rides 30 deep in a pickup truck latino latino george zimmerman half white half latino aqua rolling off his back shoulders when he tried to motorboat that butt uh, the correct answer is, I think uh, almost everyone got it, Latino. Mm-hmm. So what I don't know. Pick, it won't let me. Uh, it kept disappearing. There we go. And some people missed it. Uh, I think someone guessed white. <laughs> Yeah, how you gonna grab somebody's butt and then sue for someone confronting you? Like the audacity of the the caucasity of that shit. How dare you, sir? (laughs) Sir, get your hands off of me. They are not wanted here. And no, I don't understand what irony means. Stop. (laughs) Uh, here's another one. Uh, a woman is accused of selling nude photos of her child. Oh my. Her child. It, let's see perry box elder county a mother with a history of drug abuse is accused of taking and selling nude photos of her grade school age child starla ray mccabe 45 of perry was charged december 4th on the first district court with 10 counts of sexual exploitation of a minor which is a second degree felony in march a relative discovered new photographs of the child on the child's nintendo dsi According to a search warrant affidavit, well, at least she bought the baby a Nintendo DSi. You know, if you're going to be out here pimping them, at least Shoot you can do right. let them play Mario. Three days later, the child was interviewed by the Division of Child and Family Services and told a caseworker that McCabe had taken loads of pictures of the child without any clothes on. Kids don't know to keep a secret. Of course they don't. The child told investigators, mother would then show the pictures to men. According to the affidavit, what kind of fucking sick pervert you gotta be to show up and be like you got them pictures of that baby yeah that's it alright how much I gotta how much for some naked pictures of a five year old the child also said the mother printed the pictures and sold them to people for a hundred dollars shit damn the girl knew the money the Nintendo was turned over oh the baby lost the Nintendo that's some bullshit right that's why you gotta stop snitching kids the Nintendo <laughs> 
That was Justin. Can't be reporting crimes. That was the the Justin and me talking. (laughs) Yeah, it was. The Nintendo was turned over to the police department, which turned it over to the Box Elder County Sheriff's Office in November. A total of 19 pornographic pictures were found on the Nintendo. McKay was interviewed by the- On the Nintendo? Oh, it was one of them handhelds. Oh, okay. McKay was interviewed by detectives November 26th. She told investigators she took pictures of her child's genitals to show the child what it looks like. That's the best lie she could come up with. She then declined to answer other questions about the photos. So did you sell them to men? No, no comment. Uh, The men needed to know what it looked like, too. According to court records, she pleaded guilty and able to drug possession, a third-degree felony, attempted child endangerment, and possession of drug paraphernalia. In May, McKay was given a suspended sentence uh, and placed on 36 months of probation. By the way, you know they gave her that because they were like, you're a mother, you should take care of your kid, you know, we don't want you to have to go to jail, just get out the drugs, and, you know, take care of your baby. And she was like, now to sell these pigs. In that case, uh, she was told to stay off of drugs and undergo a treatment program. In that case, the sheriff's office searched, served a search warrant to her residence and found a complete drug kit, including syringes and meth, in the bathroom. Oh, I didn't know it came as a kit. What comes in the kit? Uh, I think you get... It's a twenty five ninety five plus tax? I think you get a wave brush. Um, ah, a, a scale. Mm-hmm. Meth was also located in a drawer of a computer stand in the living room. Shit. A child was found sleeping on the couch next to the stand. It was not Hi. known if it was the same child. Uh, after arrest of the new charges, the judge found her in violation of her probation and ordered her held in jail pending her next hearing. She also pleaded guilty to two counts of attempted endangerment of a child or elderly adult in possession of drug paraphernalia in 2010. Man, uh, anybody can have a baby, though. Yes, they can. Um, 2009, a man took out a protective order. But, pe- but people that love each other can't get married. Okay, get the fuck yeah. out of here. You gay people, you stay the fuck away from these babies, okay? It's all your fault. In 2009, a man took out a protective order against McKay for an undisclosed reason. Uh, in 2006, she was convicted of child abuse. Damn, she got to still be around these babies? Wow. Anyway, guess the race of uh, Starla Ray McC- uh, McCabe. Won't get judged for liking Childish Gambino white. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Wakanda, Wakanda's finally says, ain't no joke for that. She besmirched a DS with child porn white. She, this is so evil oh, that man. I have to guess she's whiter than the mess she was using. Oh, Casey man. Anthony said that white girl is terrible. Sus- ah! <laughs> That's Joe's face. Suspended sentence. One who loves cheese lives in a trailer park, but complains about black folks on welfare. White races in his 45 and looks 70. Oh. All stallers are redneck white women that live in trailer parks. Lena Dunham sympathizer traded pictures of the milky young for that sweet, sweet meth white. Oh. She had more privilege than teeth. <laughs> oh. Meth using Mama June before the fame. She still keeps custody of her kid. No excessive jail sentence. She's whiter than the meth she got for pimping her kid. White. Got no wife, but the white be my girlfriend. White. Snaggletooth white. Don't need no government to infiltrate my trailer park with foreign drugs. White. The correct ah! answer is, and everyone got it, white. white. She was a white lady. Man. If it wasn't for that Nintendo, she would have got away with it. Yep. Nintendo and those meddling kids. Let's go to the bonus round. <laughs> right. Uh, where we at? 
double points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's the bonus round against the race. Everything's worth double the points, double the race, and Sterling is two for thir- two, two out of three so far. Sterling getting nervous going into the nope. last round? All right. Manatee, oh, Florida. A Bradenton woman was arrested Sunday afternoon after getting into a fight with her twin sister about a vibrator and her boyfriend. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Now, she was, she had a vibrator and a boyfriend, so, you know, in Florida, that's like a threesome. Heidi Creamer start, started fighting with her twin at 1.38 p.m. Damn, that's early. Over ah, on, the sun was still up. Over Heidi's boyfriend and a sexual toy. The verbal arguments soon turned to blows. Now, listen, I'm not a woman, but I will say this. I would assume stealing a woman's vibrator is a fighting offense. Yeah, it is. Like, it's probably going to be blows. Like, it's probably not a civil way to end that. No, that won't end well. I like that. That's personal. I like that her last name is Creamer, and we talking about a boy vibrator. Oh, Lord, what a last name. Yeah, like her name couldn't be like Heidi Squirter or something. That would be even better. Creamer punched her sister in the face in the foyer of the apartment, knocking her to the floor. The report said the victim then started kicking Creamer away as Creamer punched, scratching, and pulling her twin's hair. Creamer stopped after a few minutes and began grabbing her personal belongings, stacking them outside the front door, stating that she wanted to leave. When Creamer exited the front door to place some items outside, her twin slammed the door and locked Creamer outside. When a deputy arrived on the scene, the twin, sis- twin sister was on the balcony of her apartment with blood on her face. When she had been yelling to neighbors to call the police, Creamer was banging on the front door, screaming obscenities and yelling at the officer. The deputy handcuffed Creamer, citing safety concerns about Creamer's aggressive behavior, and placed her in the back of the patrol vehicle. When the deputy read Creamer her Miranda rights, Creamer began screaming she was fighting with her sister over a vibrator and her boyfriend, the report said. Creamer then refused to speak to the officer. Creamer's being charged with domestic battery and was taken to the Manatee County Jail. She was released uh, on bond. Guess the race. Are you going to type it this time? Okay, I got you. Uh, let's go with, um, didn't see anything wrong with the Exodus casting white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't know why I kicked y'all out the chat just now. Um, I'm assuming it's still working now. I'm, I'm coming. I'm trying to get back in. All right. Uh, me out. They don't like my ass. <laughs> wonder if that vibrator's name was Paula. Call back white. <laughs> Dog kisser. <laughs> oh, Lord. Little brother's so evil, man. Coffee mate white. Starless cousin white. White Tyler Perry said black women can do bad all by themselves. <laughs> Good vibrations, white, since recognized Aww. taste. She, she was bad vibrations that day. Pumpkin spice, lube, white. Oh, <laughs> it is the fall. Adam and Eve code TVGWT. That's not a race. When uh, them creamers sure love to cream white. White oh, trash. Lord. White trash, one to twins, white. One who doesn't use TBGWT code when going on Adam and Eve white. No fighting or cussing before noon breaking barbershop rules white. Wipe the creamer off the vibrator before using it white. She white. Oh. Getting in a fist fight over B.O.B. but still getting out without bond white. White. Beating cream into the butter white. One <laughs> who smells like dog when wet. Jesus, you guys went in and you were all right. White. Man, 
she had a a boyfriend and some damn uh a vibrator she was getting it in man yeah she was she looked uh she looked happy in her picture too like she just got like i got my vibrator back bitch um ain't nobody taking my bag of tricks she's certainly not the cream of the crop no she ain't um all right let's see uh should we do one more or go to sword ratchetness let's see we can do one more if that's cool with sterling yep all right well you know what it is the last day of the week so uh let's uh let's do one more let me see here um oh wait i already oh wait i had this on here twice um (laughs) oh florida a child molester won a three million dollar lottery jackpot uh, in florida oh He's a 450-pound, 43-year-old child molester, convicted, who finally caught a break this week when he won a multi-million-dollar scratch-off jackpot. Guess Florida doesn't have any rules against that. Nope. I wonder if that's like uh, I wonder if that shit is like uh, the Dave Chappelle, like Tyrone Bigum skit, where he <laughs> won that big-ass rock. He's like, we could get high for hours, like. This nigga gonna buy all the kids he can he can eat. Mm-hmm. Ah! Oh, and feed him cake. The Florida lottery. What? Feed him cake? You are twisted. <laughs> Where'd you even get that from? <laughs> you gotta get him fat to eat him. <laughs> the Florida <laughs> women are way sicker than men. <laughs> the, the, Florida, the Florida lottery quickly pulled down images of Timothy Poole posted with his oversized check where he was identified as a convicted sex offender. <laughs> They had to take the picture down. Like, wait, what? Oh, whoops. Nobody told us that shit. He pleaded guilty to molesting two boys under the age of 12 in 2002. And he spent three years in jail. Just one of several violent charges on his rap sheet. He ended up with a $3 million prize, but he sacrificed around 800000 to take it as a one lump sum payment. Despite public outcry, the Florida lottery declined to stop the payment, explaining that anybody can play the lottery. Right, and they don't have laws against it. We don't want to discourage the next child molester from giving his one dollar. Right, we want all the dollars. Pooh was reportedly working as a cab driver. Oh, man, how many people got in that cab with their kids? No. Uh, you know, uh, we can work on a discount if uh, you will. Uh, what? No, yeah, nothing, Timmy, nothing. No, Timmy, I'm sorry. Timmy looking a little sexy over there yeah. in the shorts. You kids uh, want to take the long way, or the di- mm-hmm. uh, dispatcher at his mother's taxi company? He was he brought the twenty dollars scratch off at Seven Eleven last weekend. Spent twenty dollars on it. Oh, it must have been one of the mega balls, one of one of the big ones. Once it gets so big, and there's certain ones, they are twenty dollars a pop. His friends tell reporters that his good fortune was probably karma. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. He's a very positive person, very kind, giving. I think that's why he won. It's Christmas time, and that dude deserves a break. He is giving a lot to all them kids. Mm-hmm. He's this—he's one of the most charitable donators of semen in the Florida area to, mm-hmm. to, ch- to ch- children's charities. They're getting all the semen. Yeah, he's always trying to help them out to some semen. Number one donator to Nambla. Right, yeah. And like, you know what, man? Uh, he gives to the Boy Scouts. Now, only on six, a local sex predator is Florida's newest multimillionaire after hitting it big with a $20 scratch off ticket. Local six has covered this lottery winner before when we investigated jobs held by sex predators. But now tonight, the man's life has changed quite a bit. Mike DeForest is breaking this original local report. He's live in Mount Dora at the store where the ticket was sold. Mike? 
Well, Matt, it was a super millions ticket, just like this one, with a top prize of $3 million. That's how much money Timothy Poole won. The clerk here at this 7-Eleven tells me he had no idea the customer was a convicted sex predator. For 12 years, Timothy Poole's mugshot has appeared on Florida's sex offender registry, indicating he's a sexual predator. But now the state has taken a new photo of Poole, holding up a $3 million check after he struck it rich on a Florida lottery scratch-off ticket. He says, would you look at this? Am I seeing things? It was, it was quite a remarkable thing. I'm, I'm, my heart's still beating. Floyd Snyder is friends with the new multimillionaire and refuses to believe allegations that Poole molested a child. The years that He's I've convicted. known him, I... He pled guilty. I, I see no inclination Oh, wait a minute, baby, like stop it. Is Florida one of them states? Because, you know, some states, whenever you win, they force you to come out publicly. As it's no, so he could have taken anonymously. Oh, mm. Okay, well, then you that's his fault, then. said, look at me. Mm, ladies with children. <laughs> Back in 1999, deputies arrested a much different looking Timothy Poole after a family friend claimed Poole had molested the boy since he was nine years old. Oh. According to the arrest warrant affidavit, the child said Tim would sleep in the same bed as him and sometimes Tim would wake him up from sleeping to perform a sex act. Mr. Poole denied the allegations, but later he pleaded guilty to attempted sexual battery and spent nearly three years in prison. Hi, Mr. Poole. This is Mike DeForest with Channel 6. The lottery winner has not responded to a voicemail I left for him. Just last month, in a Local 6 investigation exposing sex predators working in jobs like pizza delivery drivers, we found Poole employed as a cab driver at his mom's taxi business. He's a very passive person, very kind, giving. Uh, I think that's why he won, because, I mean, it's Christmas time, and uh, dude deserved a break, man. People really ain't shit. If they know you, they will say anything. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he's accused of raping puppies and children. Well, you know what? He always was fair to me on the basketball court. When he traveled, he would say, it's your ball. I don't want to hear anything else. So the guy's good with me. Um, And uh, every time I call foul, he never argued. So if he's out here serial raping these puppies, then uh, I just don't believe it. Never seen a man with a jump shot like that that rates puppies. I'm sorry. When I spoke to Poole last month, he told me, quote, it may be hard to believe, but sometimes people are wrongly accused. Now, his friend believes that he's going to spend some of his $3 million from that jackpot on expanding his mom's taxicab business here in Mount Dora. Matt and Lisa. And, Mike, just to clarify here, it is legal for sex offenders and predators to win the lottery, right? It is absolutely legal. In fact, just a couple of years ago, Matt, a sex offender down in South Florida won a $14 million jackpot. He said that like he was proud. Right. Not only is it legal, hell, we encourage it. Fuck all the kids you can get in Florida. <laughs> we'll take your money. You can get your fat hands around them. You fuck the shit out of those little motherfuckers. And uh, we'll make sure you get that lottery at the end of the day. Sterling, guess the race. Woody Allen, apologist white. <laughs> This dude is about to buy Neverland and cover his bed in R. Kelly brand white uh, sheets white. Oh, shit. Uh, nah, tickle me, Elmo white. Uh, no, oh, nah, tickle me, Elmo white. <laughs> One who wears a Santa costume year-round and goes by the name Sandusky Claus. Privileged P-word, whiter than the Michael Jackson's ghost. God finally smiled on John Grissom's unlucky friend, deserving white man. 450 pounds of romping, stomping, toy store cruising, schoolyard perusing, alabaster privilege, says Lex. He, he felt like 
they were ready a nasty motherfucker white as as the jizz he was spraying around without consent fuck him job of the hut oh. whitey why didn't chris hansen catch this motherfucker before he hit the numbers he white jeb bush 2016 bumper sticker white <laughs> white like the sand in the southeast asia which he is which is where he's going <laughs> oh we can do this the easy way or the hard way white magic kingdom is about to get invaded by the rapey study puff marshmallow marshmallow man white got nothing clever he's just a fat white man the correct answer is white everyone got it Good job, Sterling. Way to recover from your earlier uh, miss. I'm disappointed in uh, just not going with my gut on that first one, man. Mm, you were so close. I knew it. I knew it, yo. I could feel it, man. But uh, I didn't. You know, I don't like to leave. No, the I witness. appreciate it, yo. I appreciate it. Uh, and of course, we have to wrap it up with uh, sore ratchetness. Mm-hmm. That's how it happens, guys. Every goddamn time. Now, here's a story that's been going around the nation. It's been highly publicized. But I'm here to tell you about the story that they don't tell you. Uh-oh. Everybody knows about the Pennsylvania spree killer, Bradley Stone. He had killed six people. And then he went on the run and they couldn't find him. Well, he's been found dead. He died in the woods. How did he die, you might say? He died from apparent suicide. Well, Rod, this the sword ratchetness section. Why the fuck would that matter? He killed himself with a sword, guys. <clears throat> he sorted himself to death. This is the craziness that Rhett Thompson will have you believe is not insanity. That's 100% insanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone recorded a message on his phone that was found in his body. In a news conference Tuesday, they said Stone appears to have died of a cutting wound that that cutting wounds that were self inflicted. Furman would not confirm reports that Stone killed himself with a sword. However, he said several of the victims in the case had sustained cutting wounds, some in addition to being shot. So he sorted up his family too. God damn. Earlier today, oh, everybody got some. WPVI quoted an unnamed source that said cops were more likely to find a body than not in the hunt for Stone, who was accused of killing six people in Montgomery County on Monday. Uh, police intensified their search around the suspect's home of Pennsburg on Tuesday, worked on the assumption Stone was alive, armed, and dangerous. Um, so it, they said uh, if he is not found, police will begin searching the wooded areas around the Greenland Reservoir. Thinking that Stone should, could be holed up there or went there to take his own life. Uh, they performed some tactical sweeps on the area Tuesday. The agency asked residents to stay out uh, for, for, for heightened security. Um, and uh, they, they found him. Uh, those who knew the 35-year-old suspect said he was an odd person who had problems with his ex-wife. <laughs> you don't say. Right. Uh, but he also had access to a sword. Honestly, you can say anyone's crazy, but you wouldn't think they'd go and kill their family, said Adam Perone. You would if they had a sword. Mm-hmm. He served in the military. You, yeah, you would if you uh, listen to our show. Served in the Marines with, with Stone. Stone was last seen fleeing his ex-wife's apartment early Monday with his two children. 
Uh, on Tuesday, Furman said that she believes the ongoing custody dispute between Stone and his wife played a role in the violent spree killing. So, um, but they found him, um, dead. Oh, yes, dead. From sword. So, he killed himself and his family. You guys are walking around playing with your lives, messing with these people with these swords, guys, alright? Yes, you are. Alright, man. This has been it for the Blackout Tips. Uh, shout out to my man Sterling. First time on the show. Won't be his last time. Uh, nope. check out the Gaming and Then Some podcast. Check him out on Twitter at The Wound God, at G-A-T-S Pod on Twitter. And also that's his website, GATSPod.com. Yep. Um, uh, thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. No problem. Thanks for having me, man. I've been waiting to do this for a couple of years now. No doubt, man. Um, and never even asked. Just totally. <laughs> nope. I, I want to, yo. <laughs> I had to wait till I was invited, yo. It was, it was, it. it was funny because it was a hundred percent in passing while I was like, man, you need to do the show again. Uh, have you been on the show? <laughs> like we were doing a review and like, have you been? I don't think you've been on the show. Like, yeah, you've been like you've show. been on the show so much, we just assumed that yeah. we had covered this with you. Saturday is with Sterling. Um, but yeah, make sure you guys also go to adamandeve.com, code TBGWT, and get our audio play album on iTunes and Amazon and Spotify, the best of Rod and Karen. Uh, we'll be back Saturday for the feedback show. Premium people will be back Friday with Balls Deep Sports, uh, where our homeboy, um, uh, B. Cole will be, uh, the guest if, uh, everything goes right there. So um until then I love you. I love you too baby. Mwah. <laughs>